Greetings, listeners, and welcome aboard Costume Station Zero. This is a cold open and a very special episode. We are going to be diving into Bond, James Bond, 007. All of the movies, ranking them together with a very special group. So I hope you'll stick around and listen, but if you want costume stuff, then just skip this one and come back next week. Make the approach. Four, three, two, one. No, zero. To the ultimate Bondcast, where five superfans have come together to rank every single movie from 25th to 1st. So at the end, we have an average amongst all of our scores so that we can answer that age-old question of which Bond movie is the best and which is the worst, using a unique format that we haven't really seen before. Uh, I'll explain how we're going to do this in a bit. Right now, let's just go around the table and everyone quickly introduce yourselves. Uh, Bob, why don't you start? Tell us who you are, how you got into Bond, what was your first Bond movie, and I don't know, anything that makes you, like, what makes you a super fan? My name is Bob Mitch. I'm a huge James Bond fan. Uh, my first James Bond film was For Your Eyes Only, which I watched incessantly. Uh, I reenacted um, scenes from it on my stair banisters in my living room, probably much to my parents' dismay. Which scene? Uh, the helicopter hanging out of the helicopter. <laughs> I would hang out at the banister and pretend that the you know the patio was going to suck me down. Cool. Uh, and and the, uh, the ski chase. I had skis on the living room floor. All Excellent. Stuff. Uh, my dad got me into all this stuff. He was a big Bond fan, and so he just kind of ushered me in. It was my gateway drug. Uh, I have since gotten into Eurospy, Mission Impossible, Avengers, and uh, Man from Uncle. And that, I think, also gives me kind of a very grand big spy perspective on the whole thing. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's just followed me my whole life. Uh, I eventually worked in post-production and doing some freelance writing, so that gave me that kind of professional angle on it as well. Uh, like Brad and Athena at this table, I did a James Bond marathon in 2012 where I ranked every single Bond film with other people, and that was kind of fun. So I've already kind of been in that mindset. And of course, with Costume Station Zero and Trek to Trek, I've been reviewing things like Star Trek and Doctor Who on a regular basis. So I'm so thrilled to turn the critical eye <laughs> to James Bond, which in many ways is essentially my first fandom. Bob is a uh, podcast pro, and we're very thankful that he's hosting. Uh, Ryan, why don't you explain who you are, sure. uh, how you got into Bond, first Bond movie. Well, I'm Ryan Preventure. And I got into Bond, uh, like you, uh, because of my dad. My dad was a huge Bond fan, uh, fan of the movies and the books. And when I was a kid, he'd read me excerpts of some of the Ian Fleming books. But cool. I was a kid, awesome. so there wasn't so much you can do. And I remember when I was going off into, into second grade, when you, know, you get introduced to all your teachers, my mom said to me, just don't say your name is Bond, James Bond. Just tell them your real name. <laughs> yep. We don't want to start with that. Um, but that's how I got into Bond. Uh, my dad showed me Goldfinger was the first one uh, I saw on VHS. And then the first one I saw in the movie theater was A View to a Kill. Uh, so so how, how old were you when you first saw Goldfinger? I was 
six or seven. Wow. So I was pretty young. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. So I've been a Bond fan pretty much my whole life. Uh, you know, I, I do remember one moment, you know, this sort of the turning around that Bond does with the gun and all this, you know, sort of promos and stuff. I did that once with, with, a, with a Walter PPK that I had in it. It hit one of the it hit one of my mom's vases and destroyed the vase. So that's one of my sad Bond moments that I have. I'm guessing this wasn't a real PPK. It was not a real. Okay. It was a toy. It was a toy gun, <laughs> but it was close enough that it damn it right. destroyed the vase. So, but uh, I'd say I was a super fan when I was in high school. I was the head of our band, and uh, your senior year, you got to conduct whatever you wanted, and I. Got to conduct the James Bond theme in Goldfinger. That's so awesome. I awesome. got to do that, and it's—I uh, actually put it on YouTube. So I'm gonna have to watch that later. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to watch that later. Awesome. So cool. that's me. Awesome, John. Cool. My name is John Cox. Um, I actually write a blog called The Book Bond, and I—well, my first James Bond movie I ever saw was Diamonds Are Forever when it premiered on television. Um, I was pretty young because I don't know when that premiered on ABC, but you know, say '72. Mm -hmm. So I was. Say, I mean, you know, eight years old or something, and that had a tremendous impact. And I remember sort of thinking, "This was adult. This is the world of adults." It's so, and it's exactly like reality. It, this is, <laughs> it felt sexy and interesting. Yeah, and yeah. That uh, plenty of tool is yeah. going to bed thinking about her. And I never thought about a woman before. Awesome. And I also nice. remember thinking, I don't know who that that. Fat guy was because the bond that I was familiar with was from the cover ah, of Man with the Golden Gun, right. which was in stores. So and was, I saw Bond as sort of the lean Brit. Right. I remember thinking, who's this kind of with the weird hairpiece? And but then by the end, I'm like, but he's awesome. That's cool. A man. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but the first movie I saw in the theater, which really made me a fan, was um, The Spy Who Loved Me. And I'd say I kind of became a super fan though around the beginning of the '80s, on the run up to Free Eyes Only. The John Gardner books started happening, so I became a, a fan of Bond, not just the movies, but also the books. We should also mention that John, you have written screenplays. Yes, uh, yes. we should. That's I think that's very important. You made a living doing that. Yeah, I made a living doing it, and um, yeah. Uh, Athena. Hey, my name is Athena Stamos, and when I was nine years old, I watched this wonderful little cartoon called James Bond Jr. James wow. Bond Jr. Leon, it worked. One person. But as far as the real movies go, um, when I was 15, I traveled to Switzerland and Greece with my mom, and we visited some locations, uh, Pisa Gloria from On Her Majesty's Secret Service, and the monasteries in um, For Your Eyes, Eyes Only. Only. And I found out about the movies then, so when I got back home, I started watching the films, starting with On Her Majesty's Secret Service. That was your first movie? That was my first movie. Hmm. Uh, hmm. And it was fabulous. Um, <laughs> so then in 2003, I started reporting about Bond news on a website called CommanderBond.net. Yeah. And I got to experience the chaos of the casting of Daniel Craig. Um, and what, let's see, from there, in 2011, I hosted a Bondathon uh, for my birthday. So watching all the movies in order and ranking them. And this was like no sleep. Yeah, we three days. No sleep. <laughs> yeah. Which, by the way, I should mention, uh, you can watch that on YouTube. Type in Ultimate Bondathon and you can see 
I bet you though our rankings are probably because I think a lot of us were there. I think our rankings are probably gonna be different now. Oh, <laughs> they're definitely did there. different. Uh, and what else? I've been to three Bond movie premieres: Quantum of Solace, Skyfall, and Spectre. In London. In London, yeah. And and what what car do you drive? Oh, and I drive a uh, BMW Z3 from the movie GoldenEye. Well, it's not literally well, the car, but it looks just like <laughs> it. The colors are the same. Yeah, yeah. And it has a wonderful Bond-inspired license plate. It does, yeah. Uh, cool. And uh, my name is Brad, and... Let's see. I'm basically, I got into Bond, I, I think I'm a bit different than most of you guys. I got I got into Bond kind of late. I had never seen anything Bond related until I was 14. Uh, Tomorrow Never Dies came out. And when you're 14, that is the perfect movie to get into Bond. Because, you know, I'm a big car guy. And there's lots of car stuff. And it's just, it's, it's a really fun action movie at the time. I saw it and was like, oh my god, this is the best thing ever. In like the year after that, I did nothing but... Watch Bond movies, going to Blockbuster, remember those? VHS, remember those? Watching all those in whatever order they could get, reading all the books. Just, I was like a sponge. In like one year, I went from not having seen anything or read anything to having basically read, played all the video games, everything all together in like one year and never really looked back. Um, yeah, it basically became an obsession after that point. Uh, I got into filmmaking. I've even directed a, a feature called Driver's Head Mutiny. And uh, so I hopefully I can bring a little more of the filmmaking expertise to someone who's like been there. So I'm really excited to be doing this finally uh, with all you guys. So, uh, so let me go around and explain a bit about the rules of our ranking. So we are covering all 24 official Eon produced films from Dr. No to Spectre, as well as Never Seen Never Again, as we felt it was directly comparable. Uh, whereas the 1954 and 1967 versions of Casino Royale will not be included. Each of us came up with our rankings in any way we saw fit, but two, with two caveats, okay? Number one, we had to look at each film as a whole when it came to our rankings by looking at all the different components of what makes a good Bond movie instead of just focusing in on one component. For example, I couldn't say that Skyfall is the best James Bond movie just because I thought it had the best title song. Now, I, I could say that Skyfall was the best Bond film because it has the best title song and the best story and the best action and villains and locations, gadgets, etc. Et the idea is it takes more than one element to make a truly great Bond film, okay? And then the, uh, the second thing was, and this was really tough, I think, for all of us, is that we were asked to remove personal nostalgia from influencing our rankings. Now, by personal nostalgia, I mean letting personal events that would only matter to us, not letting that affect how a listener out there, you guys, would enjoy the film. So, for example, if I were to say that Spectre is the best Bond movie because I went to the film's London premiere and had a grand old time, that would be a ridiculous thing to say because that reasoning would not apply to you. At the end of this, we want a good definitive list for anyone to come in and watch it, okay? Now, this doesn't mean that we're looking to remove our personal emotions from our rankings entirely, because a great Bond movie should elicit emotions, like excitement or fear or humor or whatever. It just meant that those emotions had to be earned because the movie was doing something well, not because of personal extraneous circumstances of our life when we were watching the film. Our five private rankings that we all individually came up with, we did not share them with each other, uh, were all sent in to our genius friend, Brian Finifter, thank you, Brian, who did some math wizardry to come up with our initial group average, okay? Again, none of us have any idea what our collective average is going to be until Athena here reads them off 
one by one. We'll discuss each film as it comes up in our rankings. So we're going to discuss these films not in chronological order like most people discuss these films, but by ranking, starting with the worst and going up to the best. We'll give our quick thoughts on the film and reveal where we each privately ranked each movie. And then we move to our group's number 24 pick and then so on. Uh, now, we do have the option to change our minds, which is great because I think Bond fans, we're always changing our minds. And a year from now, I'm going to listen to this and be like, what was I thinking, right? So after listening to each other's debate, we can decide at any time to change our rankings of any film, okay? So after we've covered all 25 films, we'll then re-average our rankings to come up with our ultimate and final group average, okay? This is going to be the ultimate list. So if you're new uh, to the Bond series and you want to avoid spoilers or you just want to get a quick look at what this, this ultimate list is, uh, look down in the uh, description of this podcast or this video and you will see a time code and you just jump right there and you'll you'll get the lowdown on what you should watch. I think maybe one thing we should mention here, I, I don't know about you guys, but I generally, even, even the ones that are way on my list, I still love the Bond movies. Like, even right. though there's going to be, so, okay, there's one that I don't like, but there's 24 of them that I think are fun movies any given day i will happily watch them we're not here to rag on this series yeah, we're here to celebrate the series i don't hate any of them no yeah. there are a number like of great things in every bond film so i think we're ready to go so let's dig in so athena let's start with number 25 what did our group average say <laughs> was the was the worst james bond film of all oh. time. All right. Well, as of 2017. <laughs> as of 2017, what do we think? All right, so number 25 <laughs> is about someone that you think that you can trust is just another way to die. Quantum it's of Solace. All right, okay. Really? All right. Wow. I'm not shocked. Bob, why don't you why don't you start with your with what what you what ranking you gave and kind of just your quick thoughts on why you gave it that ranking? Quantum of Solace. I uh, rated this uh, not number twenty five, but number twenty four. Ooh, close. Oh. Okay. Uh, reason I do not like this movie. What's <laughs> 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 going there? I, I have to go there because it's it's number twenty four. Yeah. <laughs> One of the shortest run times a Bond movie has. Mercilessly short, but feels yeah. long. Mm. Too many action fonts announcing locations <laughs> that is very distracting. It's the only movie I think that does that in the, the series. Yeah. Yes, the only time we have a main Bond girl that Bond does not sleep with, which I think is blasphemy. Uh, weakest Bond villain of all time. The guy can't yeah. even swing an axe with conviction. There's terrible editing. Action scenes do not make sense. They are incomprehensible. <laughs> Ditto for most of the plot. The quantum organization seems like a very cool you know, pseudo-specter thing for Bond to fight, but they are not really followed up on in any great way. Okay. Um, that is also frustrating. You mean in, of, in, in, in the series? Like, like in, later. The, in the later in the series. Sure. And even within the film, it feels like they're set up neat, and then it just kind of boils away into this water plot that also <laughs> seems very, like, it's, oh, it's just, it seems almost pedestrian for a Bond film. Sure. Um, nice connections back to Casino Royale with uh, Mathis and Mr. White and all that. Those are nice. Uh, the Coda scene, which I know goes back to the Vesper thing, Interesting, but it almost feels like it comes out of a different movie. Okay. Um, a better movie. Yes, a better movie. <laughs> uh, feels like they are going back to the Bond going rogue plot a little too much by now. Yeah. Uh, it's just, I've just always viewed it as messy, badly edited, badly directed movie. Uh, the only thing I really like about it, beyond Daniel Craig's performance, would be the score by David Arnold, and even the title Ooh. tune is, is very lackluster. <laughs> yeah. Brutal. Okay. Ryan. Well, I, I actually ranked it 19, so mm. I, liked, hey. I liked it a little more than you did. Uh, so I'll actually talk about the things I liked. Okay. Um, 
I like the opening. I think the opening yes. is a good. I think it's a strong opening. I think Craig is even more comfortable this mm -hmm. time around than he has in, than he is in Casino Royale. I like that. I think the action scenes are strong. There are more of them than in almost any Bond film. But um, to talk about things I don't like, I I hate the editing of the film. The film was made, I think, because of the Bourne franchise, and I have a real problem with that. I'm not a fan of of cut editing and not not following the action well. Yeah, yeah. I like smooth yep. filmmaking, and that's I, and that's the style that most Bond movies follow. Yeah, is the smooth, smooth style. And I, I would have preferred that. The script is rushed. It, it yeah. just it it felt like it was never really cohesive. I had a real problem with that. The thing I wish I there was more of. I love Mathis. Yeah, and I love him in Casino Royale. Yep, and I wanted more of him. Mm -hmm. You know, his death his death scene's actually pretty good in terms of the way Bond handles it. I actually kind of like that. But with the dumpster, yeah, yeah, I think that's a Bond moment. Okay. I really think that's sort of a Bond yeah, moment. Like um, and I love the opera scene. I think the opera scene is gorgeous. I think it's really well done. I think Craig is really strong in that scene. <laughs> Yeah, for, I, for listeners out there, Bob is covering yeah, his hands yeah, I, I in like, disgust. Yeah, I like covering his face with I his like hands. I like the opera sequence. I, I think Craig's actually really good in the opera sequence. Um, but yeah, the, I have a real problem with the villain. I really like the actor. He he had done a, a great movie beforehand. Diving, uh, diving Bell uh, and Butterfly. In the Butterfly, it's is a I think a wonderful film, and he's. He's a good actor that's not used well, yeah. which you know sometimes, which happens in movies. Sometimes. Which happens in a lot of Bond movies, where yeah. a lot of times you'll find people were cast because of some movie they did before, yeah. and right. sometimes it works out, and sometimes it, you're like, I see it doesn't. You it watch doesn't. that other movie, and you're like, oh, that's why they got hired. But then you watch the Bond movie, and yeah. just something isn't quite there, which it I'm sure we'll work. get to. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't work here. Cool, John. Robert yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that is true. Yeah. Christoph Waltz. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. What a heartbreaker that was. Spoilers. Um, <laughs> I ranked it uh, 23, so okay. it's down there. I think what saves it from being at Dead the last. bottom for me is I think Daniel Craig is great. Okay. Um, I love the fight scene in the in the hotel room. I think is great. Like you, I like Mathis. The Mathis scenes, uh, and I like I kind of like the locations. I feel like it's sort of fresh and Bondian. Um, the editing ruins the movie for me. The villain's flat. The Bond girl's flat. Uh, the, the ending The is, plan. Is, the villain's plan. The is... villain's plan does not exist. I mean, it's just, you know, all the other elements are terrible. And as far as being engaged in it as an actual movie, it's it's a strain to get to the end of that movie. Mm. You really don't care. So, yeah. you know, everything kills it. But Craig is fabulous. And, um, you know, it has it has some moments. Okay, cool. Yeah. And Athena. Okay, so. Where did you rank it? This was number 22 for me. Um, and I have to agree with a lot of what was said. Um, I agree with Bob that the villain is pretty flat and his plan is maybe too realistic and boring. It's water bills, basically. It's <laughs> really um, what it is. <laughs> the main Bond girl is also flat and boring. Um, <laughs> the editing is terrible. I do like Strawberry Fields, even though she only is in the movie for a very short period of time. I do like her. And Jenna, her Jenna Arterton? Yeah, Arterton? yeah. Mm -hmm. her death sequence, even though it's a copycat of another movie, uh, I am amused by it. Mm. Um, the fight sequence, uh, where they crash down through the window. Yeah. That, I think, is really cool. amazing. But, again, the editing could be better with that in the entire movie. Opera scene... 
so pretty and beautiful. I love the editing of that particular <laughs> high five of that particular <laughs> uh, one because you're cutting from the offer to the fight, and it's just yeah. that I I could watch that and be very happy. Um, <laughs> Bob is having an aneurysm over here. I'm gonna add a note at the end of this to explain this. Okay, okay. But yeah, I mean, I also don't like how connected the Casino Royale it is. I do feel like it's too connected to the movie, and I want my Bond films to be separate. Mm. Okay, interesting. Um, scene, it's interesting. The style of the opera scene divides people. Right. I like it okay, but I love the idea of the opera scene, that yeah. Bond find a, finds himself a perch and then communicates through right. the headsets of all the bad guys and watches each and every person. Yeah, that's cool. That's a good moment. I think that's a perfect way for him Where to do you think you're going? Right. I like each, that. Each I like everyone, that except for the one villain who's smart enough to stay seated. Yeah. I think yeah. that is a really cool Bondian sure. thing. I will give you that. That is a great moment. I, when I refer to the opera scene, it's a different part. But that part, <laughs> I agree. Yeah. That... Okay, that gives it like a half. Point. So, 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 Bob, Bob, just I'll, I'll, I'll give my thoughts in a bit. But obviously, you're, you're a little enraged about this. So, so, what about the opera scene? Do you not like? What, what? A, okay, another this... note I should have added why I don't like this movie. <laughs> Director trying too hard to be artistic. Yes, yeah. yeah. And it's really evident in two sequences. Yep. In the, in the op- not opening, the first chase over the rooftops we sure. have cross cut with a matador uh, yeah, yeah 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 we're always cutting back and there's no reason to cut back it's, beyond it, just he's, adding he's, flavor he's purely arts. trying to parallel ooh chase here chase yeah. there and I'm yeah. like nope I don't care yep. I want to follow the foot chase I yep. don't care about the bull chase <laughs> second time he does it is at the opera yep. and he's doing this whole thing where Bond is escaping and shooting and beating on people but that part's amazing opera, oh. and it's, it's supposed to be so arty and wonderful and I, operatic I, I didn't but mind it's that at so all. pretentious no. and boring <laughs> I just wanted to punch him. I just wanted to punch the director. Well, Bob, you're, you'll be happy to know my nickname for Quantum of Solace is Quantum of Suckass. Yep. So. Every anyway. time. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I gave this movie a 20th uh, ranking. I think that, I think, so I think we were the top two. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I kind of look at this movie as a brave experiment. Maybe a failed experiment, but a brave experiment. Here's what I liked. I think the best, I, I agree, the, the, as a car guy especially, the first two minutes are awesome. Maybe the best opening two minutes of any of the movies it just drops you right into like one of the most thrilling car chases ever filmed it's just awesome um i like the and the quiet scenes are nice in this movie too there's not enough of them but the quiet scenes with mathis and we finally get to see james bond drunk i believe this is the first movie where we get to see james bond visibly drunk Which happens in really drunk. Yeah, and he's really drunk. How many does he have? Six or seven? Yeah, like way too many. And and in in the books, he's always getting drunk. And this seems to be the only time where we finally see one of his major vices, which is drinking. Right. Um, I think the action sequences are exciting in concept, but they're not well filmed or edited. And by what I mean by that is that he's always outgunned or outnumbered. He's outnumbered in the car chase and doesn't have a door to protect himself. He's outgunned in the boat sequence. Uh, he has an old plane versus a new plane and a helicopter in, in the uh, plane sequence. Um, and David Zarl's score is really good with his action. It's yeah. frenetic and crazy and it's just yeah. really great. Um, I like how it's a mercilessly short runtime, 90 minutes, uh, which is really short. Is this still the shortest Bond movie? Right. I think it might be. It's between yeah. this or Goldfinger. They're both yeah. like really, really that's short. That's a plus for the film. Yeah, for this movie, that's yeah. Um, I also, I like how Bond is immaculately tailored, which is a problem for later Daniel Craig movies. And I like his cardigan. Um, and on the negative, though, it's the, the villains that kill it for me. Uh, the weakest villain and the weakest villain's henchman with Elvis and the most boring bad guy plot of the entire series. 
Uh, and it's lame having Bond fight Green at the end when there's like, come on, Bond is badass. He's gonna just, you know, yeah. why is this even a scene? Like, yeah. there's no suspense to it. We know what's gonna happen. And yeah, some of the action sequences are nearly incomprehensible. Uh, yeah, so that's our number 25th pick. So I think we can Elvis. open to debate. Okay. There was a henchman in this movie? Yeah, Elvis, uh, barely. And his pants I, blow off. I like oh yes. my god. Yes, it's true. <laughs> I know you've told me this. Oh my god. I like Judy Dench in it. Nobody yeah. said that. I think she's really good in it. I sure. I, I I enjoy I've enjoyed Judy Dench since Goldeneye, and I think she has she has really good stuff in this. Yeah, she gets mad in this throwing things, and yeah. I, I I like her a lot. She's she's very human she, in this. Yeah, one. yeah, yeah, and I. I think that's leads up to other things. As to Elvis, I yeah. feel like that it truly was, and it was an unfinished script. They had to rush yes, it. Yes, the writer's writer strike. strike. Yeah. And, sure. and I watch Fair the movie enough. now, and I see, oh, I think I know what they're doing with Elvis, that you don't get it all. He's sort of the comic relief. He's a joke <laughs> right. henchman. First of all, his name's Elvis. Yeah. And you see, every moment he gets to shine to be a henchman, he gets tripped, or something goes wrong. <laughs> or his wrong. pants blow off. Or at the end, his yep. pants blow off. Yep. So I think the whole joke of Elvis was he He's the henchman that never gets to be a badass henchman. Yeah, his hand on Bond. He's he's just a hapless henchman. <laughs> you kind of see it in the movie, but it doesn't play in the movie at all. Right. But I think it's there, and I think that's why you think what what was the story with that henchman? Right. The joke never landed ever. Right. Right. It just seemed. Like it, it was a couple drafts away or yeah. something from getting yeah, there. So I think okay. that's what was up with him. I think it was the idea yeah. of him. Right. Right. Someone else had mentioned Bond going rogue. Yeah. I am done with Boy, that. Boy, yep. I am done with yep. that. I have no interest I in seeing another Bond I was done with that film. after License to Kill. Yeah. Yep. And it, <laughs> yep. he did it a lot after that. Yep. Does yeah. He, is he never not? He's always he's rogue. rogue. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want a straight yeah. mission. Personal. It feels like in almost all the Craigs in some fashion, he's rogue. Yeah, he's yeah. rogue. Yeah, 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 he spends most of his time not, not working under orders. He's yeah. doing his own thing. Yeah, that's true. It's, yeah. It's, yeah, it's a shame. Okay. All right, let's move on to number 24. So, number 24. Is I guess I'll die another day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess this wasn't. Yeah, not not a huge shocker. Not a shock. No, no All right, Ryan, if you could start us off. So this is ranked twenty four. Okay, I ranked uh, Die Another Day twenty two. I saw. The, uh, yeah. Okay. Let um, it out. Let yeah, it out. No, Let no, it there, out. There, That's why we're here. There's stuff to like about this movie. The first third of the movie. Uh, like a couple of other Bond films, I actually think works pretty well. He's investigating, yeah. he's going to exotic locations. Uh, I like that part of it. Uh, I, uh, oh, there's there's multiple endings in this movie, which drives me insane. It happens in a couple of Bond films that I, I the music is good. I, I I don't like I don't like um, Madonna Madonna's theme at all. But uh, boy, yeah. Oh, and I hate the ending. I think I think the plane sequence is ridiculous. <laughs> I, you know, I you all you look at Brosnan when he's kite surfing or whatever that is, <laughs> he's doing, and you know he's thinking in his head, "What is going on?" And this is my fourth film. I, you know, the diamonds in the face stuff. I can't. I can't stand any of that. This script is the script is kind of sloppy when it when it gets when they get to the the, the ice headquarters or whatever the hell it is i think the movie just falls apart stylistically written i don't think it's written as well and the villain i, I get the he's kind of being bond I, I i but i bond films are as good as the villains i think and i don't i i never found him remotely interesting i think he's a good actor yeah um and halle berry in a way she's kind of underused she had just won her oscar Please, I don't need ago. any more of her in that movie. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, I got plenty. Well, I think Hallie is better than the movie. 
Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I don't think a standalone film would have helped her character, no. but... Uh, <sighs> the Jinx yeah, movie. Yeah, I, 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 like, I like Halle Berry, but uh, I don't I don't particularly <laughs> like her in this. I, yeah, my 22 won't change, I don't think, All right. by what anyone cool. says, so <laughs> and, that's, and, that's and, me. And, and, John, from a screenwriter's perspective, um, this movie was the only one <laughs> written by Purvis and Wade without someone else. Solo. Is that yeah, right? Yeah, it's the only one that they, <laughs> as far as I know, <laughs> they did complete them themselves. Yeah, it was just <laughs> them. Yeah. And they've never written another, as far as I know, another screenplay. Again, they do the treatments, ah. but they have now. They break the story. They but this is the, the only story. one where it they, was... They do some real writing, but they yeah. actually come in. This one, you know, and there's a lot about it. I mean, the, the dialogue is horrendous in this movie. <laughs> and, but I should start. I should start by saying... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what I do you think? 21. 21, okay. Um, and there's stuff in this movie that I like. It's actually my second favorite Brosnan movie. Okay. I think Brosnan's pretty good in it. Um... The dialogue kind of drives me crazy, but I really like the movie up till the Ice Palace. I love Cuba. I love the opening. I love. I love the fact that we have extended action in yeah. London, um, and I think it unravels structurally in 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 uh, in the Ice Palace sequence. Even though I like the idea of Bond going to Iceland and Ice yeah. Palace, that tidal wave that he surfs on. <laughs> I, I think it's horrible because the special effect is horrible, but I think it has a worse crime in that it takes all the energy away from mm-hmm. the ice chase. Yeah. That's the big action sequence. Right. After you surf a tidal wave, action sequence over. You can't then go have a car chase, and it yeah. really it hurts that. Yeah. So I think the movie structurally unravels in there. But then I sort of like the end. I like the airplane stuff. Um, and uh, so I sort of am okay with Die Another Day as, a, as an attempt to do a big-scale, yeah. um, fantastic Bond movie. I okay. think it's better than The World Is Not Enough. So, But I don't love it, obviously. It's at 21. But I'd say the strength of locations, um, that's about it. <laughs> okay. All right, Athena, what are your thoughts? Okay. Uh, well... Diner of the Day is number 16 for me. Okay. Oh. There's a lot. <laughs> Let's hear this. There's, there's a lot that I like about it, but the dislikes are so heavy that um, that it's not the best film uh, for me. So I really do like Miranda Frost. I think she's a great um, character. She is. I do like Miranda Frost. Um, she is underused. Yeah. She, she is, is underused. She is underused. Um, and the other Bond girl, Jenks, I think she's terrible. <laughs> uh, writing is bad. Character is bad. Uh, I really wish she was just not part of this movie at all. Um, I love the gadget that uh, Bond has of the ring that mm-hmm. basically, what is it, a pulse? Oh, yeah. The ring, yeah, pulse. that's cool. Um, I think that the gene therapy is interesting. It's a little over the top. Terrible CGI, terrible writing. Um, I don't mind all of the references to past films since this was an anniversary film. Like, yeah. you know, the diamonds, yes, we've seen the, it. The key scene where we see That doesn't yeah. take it down for me because that was part of the point yeah, of the film. Um, but yes, yeah, Sal's expensive acne. I'm just like, hello, you can pluck that out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah why don't you leave the diamonds in his <laughs> Like, why are you keeping that face. in your face? Um, I love the gigantic Ice Palace set. I think it's amazing. Um, and I like when Bond movies go a little over the top like that. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, I rank this number 24. Um, I kind of look at this movie like a, on paper, it's great. It's like a dish created by a good cook but with awful ingredients. That's how I look at it. So I, I, I think we'll see a lot of movies like this, but I agree with you guys. It's a solid first half, 
where the last half lets it down. And I feel like that's, that's a, a common problem with a lot of the worst Bond movies. Um, I love the sword fight at Blades. Oh, I forgot to say that. Yeah. yeah. I freaking love that sword that fight. That scene is like, great. That is amazing. Yep. Um, in fact, I think it's the best scene in the movie. Um, I, there's a nice twist with the villains and who the true identities are. And I think we forget about that because we, we've probably all seen the movie a million times. But the first time you see the movie, that's an effective twist. You not see that coming, and when it, and when it plays, you're like, ah. Oh. Yeah, at least yeah. at least I did, and the audiences I saw it with were like, yeah. oh, that's who. The, ah, it's the bad guy, you know. Um, and at least it's energetic. Like everyone is trying hard to make a good film. No one's no one's it's mailing it in. It's just it's just everyone's just doing the wrong things and just you know it's 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 that's a good it's point, a hot actually. mess. Yeah. I would I would put it a in. It's mess. yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, on the negatives, Madonna's title song is one of the worst <laughs> of the series. Uh, the cartoon is CGI and the dated speed. Uh, I, I also work as an editor, so the speed ramping, the editing oh, yeah. that happens about five or six times where the shots kind of like speed up and then go yeah. slow motion. Yeah. It's this weird MTV editing that does not fit in the Bond movies, which to me are very classically edited or should be groan inducing puns oh my god throughout also uh, yeah Halle Berry never been worse Brosnan feels awkwardly out of place in this one he's acting serious and dramatic and was actually a very silly film this is not like Roger Moore and Moonraker Roger Moore knows he's in a silly film and he embraces it you actually kind of feel embarrassed for Brosnan in this one I feel like um, and the tone is all over the place uh, at parts it's dark and serious like the first half and other times it's so over the top and outrageous it just never really gels uh, Bob what are your thoughts I mean, I'm generally with most of you guys. Uh, I, for me, Die Another Day is number 23. Wow. So I'm very close to okay. the ranking there. Um, so, Athena, it looks like your ranking is 16. <laughs> is solely what saved this from the bottom of the heat. <laughs> yeah, I like yeah, Brosnan. Yeah, that's fine. I feel like this started lower for me, and then I, as I kept adding things I loved, it went up. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a charming heart mess. So, yes, Bob, what, ahead, what Bob. did you think? So, um... I call this the kitchen sink Bond film. Mm-hmm. Everything. Uh, everything to excess. It's the 40th anniversary, <laughs> the 20th Bond film, but yet, you know, we're getting one minute some nice nods like the big gadget room with Q, and yeah, I liked seeing that. And uh, the rip-off Diamonds Are Forever villain plot with the satellite yep. and all that, but then you get the, yeah, as you say, the Ice Palace and invisible cars and... <laughs> Oh my God! It's just it 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 just it's like too much. Even the end, yeah, with the plane going through a laser beam, but everyone's so like okay, it doesn't. It's I, not a laser beam. It's a reflected sun or whatever. Reflected sunbeam, Bob. Yeah, reflected sunbeam, and then it's we get, different from diamonds we, we are forever. Get, oh, we get a Goldfinger laser scene, but with like multiple lasers. <laughs> oh, that's ridiculous. Oh man, yeah, that's rough. It's, oh, it's terrible. Yeah, and then, and terrible. then we even get a living daylights thing with the thing coming out of the back of a plane, but it's a helicopter, but it's gonna start midair, and I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. Uh, anyway, sorry. So, um, so, so those things didn't come off as references to you, more, more like weird ripoffs or something. Uh, yeah, as I said, I like some bits. Like as I said, the gadget room was cool. Yeah, I love the idea of James Bond being captured and tortured and brainwashed. I really do. I, yeah. I'm a big fan of the Man with the Golden Gun book. Yeah, kind of from that. Uh, the one time I ever tried to write a Bond spec, I actually used that <laughs> plot device. So I was like, oh, they're gonna do it! Yay! And it's wasted. It's completely wasted. This movie. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so he gets he gets captured and 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 we have Brazen acting very serious and tortured at first, and then we realize no, he's in a very light-hearted, goofy James Bond movie, and so we have a tonality problem there that's yeah. really horrible. Uh, Halle Berry seems like she was given a license to ham it up and deliver a bad performance because I know she's a good actress. But I think but... I think it was the if if I may, I think it was the scripts. I mean, um, look at the terrible lines. Like I don't you're, think it's her. You're, I don't no, think, I really yeah, because don't like like what was the line? Yeah, like, but, like your mother, like your mother called and she said she's. Upset. Her dialogue or, is the worst of yeah. any of yeah. the characters yeah. in that movie. I think yeah, she was given garbage dialogue, and even even, even a Academy Award winning actress can't yeah, can't make can't that come that. off. Yeah. I agree. Um, David Arnold, uh, for once, turns in a score that 
while okay, it's kind of overcooked. It's a little too over-technified for yep. me. Um, the worst theme song ever of all time by Madonna. It's not. It's barely even music. I don't even know what to call it. Um, I do love uh, the villain once he he. Yeah, as you say, the twist. Toby, yeah. Toby Stevens. Yeah. Yep. Yes. I actually really liked him as a villain. I thought he was yeah, super yeah. smarmy and and he seemed like a threat. And I just I liked the confrontation with Bond. The sword fight is the highlight. That yep. is my. Whenever I think of Die Another Day, I just want to watch the sword fight. Yeah. It's the it's one of the few scenes where they feel like there's real stakes and yeah. it's personal. Yeah. And, yeah. And Bond can get hurt. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. But how I, long do we have to wait for a sword fight in a Bond movie? Yeah. Right. A little moment. Wow, you're like right. Yeah. yeah. Like finally, an actual Bond sword, sword fight. fight. It took this long. Yeah. But I love wow. how it yeah. starts out like really playful. And they get really pissed yeah, yeah, and aggressive the way it, at each yeah, other. The, like, the way that it builds, build, I, I think, is really good. Absolutely, yeah. 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 Uh, so the sword fight keeps it from getting down to twenty-five. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I too like Miranda Frost. Uh, I find her rather fetching, but beyond that, I do think the character is interesting. Yeah, okay. uh, although her sleeping with Bond's a little shoehorned in, but we've had worse. You yeah, know, we've had much worse. Um, oh, you made a very good point. We have another line. We have another in a long line of cosmetically interesting but non-threatening henchmen. Uh, I feel like it's a staple of the Rosen era. They're just—they're not as cool as Odd Job or Jaws. They're just these guys that I'm albino or I'm... what? Mr. Kill doesn't do it for you? Yeah, God, oh, jeez, no. <laughs> all right, any any uh, any debate on this one, guys? Are we all kind of agreeing? It feels like I feel there's like for the most part we're there's kinda... dialogue. There's some good dialogue between Bond and M when he's kind of come back and they, they got him in the The little bit of that subplot that where, they kind Where they kind yeah. of talk about, you know, you had your suicide pill three yeah. years ago. Yeah. That's a throwaway line, but I think that's a really strong yeah. line yeah, yeah. that, you know, he's been doing this for a while now. Again, I, I, I'll bring up M a couple of times. I think her moments are really some of the better moments of, of all the films she's in. Yeah. Mm. I okay. Think she do, I think she... Yeah. I've never been it. a big... M as Judy Dench fan. Oh, I'm a fan of M Judy, Judy Dench. Dench. I think just <laughs> her having to have a subplot in every movie. Yeah, so well, now sure. Continuing that. Oh, I'll get into that later. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, cool. I, I would agree sure. with that. But then, just when I thought I had enough M, I love Skyfall. So right. suddenly it's like, okay, but M done in the right way. Mm -hmm. I'm fine with her. And Judy Dench is a great actress. Yeah, yeah. Right? But it felt oh, like they had to give her a indeed. full storyline in every recent movie, and I'm right. tired of it. Right. Okay. I felt like the uh, villain was also like a, a weird, warped, dark, mirror, mirror universe version of James Bond. Sure. Too. Yeah. And I thought that was kind of an interesting take mm -hmm. for, for a Bond film. Yeah. Uh, Bond villain, anyway. Yeah. I'm not a fan of villains that are younger than Bond or Bond's age, though. Interesting. I, I like the father figure, too. Yeah, I like the father sure. figure. The corrupt, the corrupt uh, father that. figure that he brings yeah. down. Not the younger yeah. man. Who yeah, and it's been the younger man for a while. I know. It's, right. well, uh, I think it's a yeah. little bit of a on the classic structure. I agree. Okay. All right. I think we can move on to our 23rd worst, or let's just say it's the 23rd ranking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the 23rd best. We all, we say. 23rd, 23rd best. Let's, yeah. let's be positive, right? Okay. All right. And Athena, what is our number 23 group average pick? Okay. Number 23 is... Meeting you with a view to a kill. Oh, okay, okay. all right. Yep. Bang, boom. 23. Uh, John, you will lead us in this one. Okay. I ranked it as 20. Okay. What do I like about a view to a kill? I guess I like Max Zorn. I like the villain. I like Christopher Walken. Yeah. Um, I like the locations. Yeah. It's just unfortunate. Um, I'm a big, you're going you're gonna to find I'm a big Octopussy fan. Yeah. Okay. And they yeah. did try to continue that kind of, it's not camp... But it's sort of burlesque, and they nail it, they nail it in Octopussy. Burlesque. Do it a kill, do it a kill, uh, they yeah. go too far. Okay. And, uh, okay. and so tonally, it's rough. 
I still sort of um, enjoy it because it's such a Bond film of the 80s. It's a classic Bond movie. It's a classic Bond movie and something you'll find if you go to conventions and stuff. A lot of people will dress up in costumes from A View to a Kill. So Mm -hmm. it sort of is a classic in its own way. But when you break it down into the elements, I mean, nothing really is all that great. Okay. Um, uh, Yeah. Okay. So, you know, 20. Okay. Athena. All right. So this is, you know, middle of the road. For me, uh, it's, I have it as number fifteen. Okay. Um, it needs more power. Uh, <laughs> more, more power. More power. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, I like Grace Jones as a henchwoman. That's, I think, the best thing about the movie. Yeah. Uh, and I like the fight on the airship. Oh, I like the good. car cut in half. Uh, so uh, that's it, fine. It, that made no sense to me. Good. How did that even? Anyway. It's a front wheel drive car. All right. It could work. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> I really love the cheesy um, title song opening. <laughs> Duran Duran? Yeah. I mean, it's the visuals are cheesy. It's that, oh, okay. You know, the day glow. Yeah, the, the day, glow day glow paint. Sure, sure. Um, but I probably just more have reactions to what everyone else is saying. This is a middle of the road okay, movie cool. for me. I rated this number 21. Uh, for me, this movie is all about the bad guys. They steal the show. Christopher Walken and Grace Jones are terrific villains with an awesome blimp. Uh, the music is great. Uh, I love the Duran Duran title theme and just throughout the music is just very exciting. Uh, there's a few exceptionally shot sequences that are just, they're over too quickly. Like the car wash kill, like the horse race with Zorn and Bond, the Eiffel Tower chase, but they're, they're, they're too short. You know what I mean? There's little flashes of brilliance throughout. It's kind of a comfort food for classic Bond fans, but the problem is it's kind of warmed over comfort food, yeah. <laughs> you know? Reheated. Uh, yeah, reheated. Uh, poor Roger Moore. He is so <laughs> old in this one. It, and it makes his comments to the young ladies creepy. I mean, unlike Octopussy, where Maude Adams is kind of mature, you know, they keep on putting him, he's so old, and they keep on putting him with these really young girls that don't know how to act, and it just, it just doesn't come off right. It doesn't help that they cast him as old and that he's wearing these really stayed jackets and suits and Bond is driving a gray LTD and he bakes a quiche. I mean, he's doing old man stuff, so it doesn't really help his case, you know, as a... As Sitting a, on the porch with a shotgun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Oh, let, let's play to his old manness. It's, it's, like, no, it's no, no, really... No, 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 not if you're going to put him in a shower with a 21-year-old. <laughs> yeah, it's really strange. Um, there's this weird mix of tone with the 80s violence, which they were trying to ramp up more, but then also these more era silliness of, like, the key Stone Cops and the Beach Boys music in the middle of that chase scene. Uh, and there's, there's a boring middle. Um, there's, there's too much explanation of Zorn's legal work that I just fall asleep every time in the middle of this movie. Uh, Tanya Roberts, Bond Girl, she's very attractive, but let's face it, she's just kind of a screaming bimbo in this one and isn't given much to really do. She's not my favorite Bond Girl. Um, that's what I say about that, Bob. I voted it number 22. Fantastic title tune by Duran Duran. Yes. Uh, easily the highest point of the movie gives you. Okay. Um, John Barry does deliver a good score. He doesn't really ever do a bad score. That's about where my compliments end. <laughs> <laughs> um, the the uh, the plot is a retread of Goldfinger. Yeah. Silicon Valley. Yep. Christopher Walken. I love the idea of casting him as a Bond villain, but I feel, I don't know if he wasn't ready yet. Is, is, it, is it the, the young thing that John was talking about earlier? Maybe? I don't think is it's it even a young thing. He is idiosyncratic, but not in a way I find terribly threatening. Uh, yeah, except, he isn't threatening. Except for the yeah. part where he mows down all those miners, and even that's weird. It just feels weirdly violent for a Yeah, movie. yeah. 
Uh, Grace Jones, again, odd stunt casting. I mean, okay, she's memorable because she looks so weird, but her and Zorin hooking up. I like, weird. oh, that's awesome. I love her arc, oh, too. I uh, okay. And, and, yeah, her arc <laughs> oh. comes out of nowhere. It's about, yeah, it's about as convincing to me as, like, the, the turnabout in, um... They killed Jenny Flex. Remember? Jenny Flex, that really yeah. memorable character. Can I also just say Jenny Flex, great name, wasted on a not a really a Bond girl. <laughs> sure. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, my brother used to always go, oh, that was the one with Jenny Flex. I'm like, you just like the name. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Uh, U.S. locations make it feel a little pedestrian. Uh, yeah, Stacy Sutton is pretty much a hapless bimbo in distress. Uh, she's nice to look at, but oh my god, screams so much. James! 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 Uh, yeah, kills me every time. Uh, I love this. I actually love Bond skiing. I'm cool with him snowboarding until the Beach Boys music comes Yeah, out. that's what I mean. It, yeah. it ruined these, these attempts at laugh yeah. just are just so cheesy and out of place. Very cheesy. Uh, yes, God, Roger Moore, I love you, but... You are too old to be playing James Bond in this one. He just he just looks too old. Uh, and weirdly, this is one of the few films he hooks up with four women. Does so he? I'm, four? Yes, four women. Shall I count them for you? Yes. The submarine? Uh, hot babe in the submarine. Yeah. Random Russian spy jacuzzi hookup. Yeah, that's out right. Out of nowhere. Right. I don't even know what that was all about. Yeah. I, I like that. Yeah, the stuff. bubbles. <laughs> Mike Joukowsky. Uh, obviously, Stacey Sutton Mike in the end of the shower. <laughs> yeah. That, what, that whole scene made me go, like, did I miss a Bond film or this? <laughs> I like that idea that he meets up with an old Russian uh, um Ally, yeah, you almost could think that that's Triple X from Spy Who Love Me. Wouldn't that be an interesting? Yeah, that could have been. That would have been, 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 been cool. Been been what a missed better. opportunity yeah, to wow. have Barbara Bach in there. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. And number four was Grace Jones when he has to hold his cover, and he's like, "I was waiting for you," and she's like, right. and then and then Zorn sends her in. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. wow. And all these girls perfectly and, okay with it too. Wow. And, and yeah. all these women are probably twenty five or younger. Uh, yeah, I mean, but yeah. I think Roger was fifty-five. Yeah. Hey, like he's that, like yeah. fine wine. I, yeah. Actually, and, and well, <laughs> he's a little <laughs> warmed over. In this. I, I, yes, I, I will also say uh, it's great seeing Patrick McNee being an Avengers fan. There you uh, go, teaming up with James Bond, even though again, kind of wasted. Wish he'd done more. Uh, I actually, I will say this: I do kind of like the Eiffel Tower escape sequence. Yeah. I'm, I'm a yes. sucker for the yeah. tasty assassin sequences in Bond movies, mm-hmm. and it's a cool location. We get some, we get a cool aerial aerial yep. scene in Bond. Yeah. So, all right. There's another compliment for the movie. There you <laughs> go. It still doesn't go above 22. Gotcha. Yeah. I do like, I should, I should like the Golden Gate Bridge at the end and how it's cut together. I think it really effectively <sighs> cuts together studio stuff uh, and real stuff shot in it. It's, it, it, it's honestly, kind of, I, I, th- I think the, the back projection that's used throughout this movie is kind of ruins it for me. There's a lot of it and none of it looks good. It takes me out of the movie. I, I, I never believe that Roger Moore is hanging from the tower yeah. because it's, it's obviously a back projection. So, Ryan. Well, I ranked it 25. Wow, dead oh, last. Wow. So Woo. Is this the first 25 we've heard? I think it is. Wow. I think it is. I, you know, I still like the movie. I really do. I think the opening sequence is fun. Um, you know, they hadn't done snowboarding in movies all that often. This was one of the first movies to do that. Yep. So that's pretty cool. Sir Godfrey, I like that. Yep. I, I like that they're working together. And the title song, I think, is, is great. The problem is, whenever you see Roger in an action sequence, anytime he's not facing the camera, it's obviously not him. Yeah. And the, the fight scene in Stacy's home is <laughs> atrocious. It's just a horrible fight scene. And what's, so, mo- what's so bad about it? Well, because he, the way he's moving around is clearly... <laughs> it, it's, it's, it feels like an older man than him. Yeah. And then he's on the ground at one point, and he gets up, and he kind of shuffles to the door to try to go after them. It's, 
It's it's laughably bad. Okay. I think he's fine outside of action sequences. I think he's atrocious in action sequences. Okay. And he's not that way in Octopussy. I, I think Christopher Walken is incredibly underused. I, I like him as an actor. He has he has a few moments that are really great. I just don't and I think Mayday's bizarre. I don't I don't think she belongs in the movie at all. I when he rolls his eyes when he's having sex with her, I was just again, it's the showing of his age throughout the entire film. I, yeah. I kinda have a problem with that. But and I, I don't like the San Francisco sequence at all. Yeah. I think it's I think it's a waste. It belongs in another movie. You know, he's having a good time. There's no real peril in it. And the good guys are chasing the good guys, which always seems kind of weird to me. Yeah. Um, the fire, the fire at City Hall, that's actually pretty cool. I mean, that's that's a legitimate fire of a well-known building. So I think that's I think that's actually kind of awesome. And the movie goes to a lot of locations. So you know, he's traveling around, and that's exciting. But I I love Roger. I really do. I I think this is a tough movie to like. So yeah. yeah. Any any oh, any debates here? Uh, I remember being excited about being able to buy some stuff at the Sharper Image at the time it came out. Like what? What'd you <laughs> get? It had, yeah, it had good promotional yeah. stuff. It, it, it oh, yeah. did a good promotion. Yeah. What, did they, what, what kind of stuff they had? Well, you could you get a copy of the card he uses to get into Stacy's place. Oh. And I believe they did sell that robot dog thing. What? Had. Yeah. The Q dog? Yeah, the Q dog. So 80s. You know, I actually saw the premiere. I went to the world premiere in San Francisco of this. Yeah. And in the beginning. The skiing and the snow and everything. People were cheering and clapping when he surfed down. Yeah, yeah. Ne- you couldn't hear the Beach Boy song, uh-huh. so I never heard the Beach Boy song until I watched it again. And wow. I, so I came out of the premiere saying that opening was fantastic. Mm. And then I saw it again and realized they <laughs> yeah. ruined this great thing with <laughs> yeah, this Beach they did. Boy song. But just visually, it, it was a perfect uh, end to that. Right. Okay. All right. I think we can move on to our twenty-second ranking. Athena, can you do the honors? 22nd. Number 22 is about an assassin, the second to none, the man with the golden gun. (laughs) That's what I expected. Yes. So, Athena, let's have you start this one. Okay, well, I think other movies do it better. James Bond is a dick. (laughs) Throughout the entire movie. To everyone. To everybody. Yeah. The Golden Gun, that's cool. I do like how it's different pieces and it puts together. The Fun House at the end, I do like that, even though it's very strange. Um, I do really like Goodnight. Um, she's very kind of inexperienced, and I don't know, she reminds me of a Doctor Who companion, which just, I like that. Do you, do you, do you like her because she, she's kind of a someone who... Um, because I feel like there's a lot of Bond movies where the Bond girl is like, you know, the, they try to make her like Bond's equal. You know what I mean? Yeah. And is, is, you like the idea that this is someone who is like, they don't even it try seemed, They just it show seemed, her like, she's a rookie. Yeah. It seems like he's kind of training her, but he's also a dick to her through the entire movie. <laughs> the worst part of this movie, I cannot stand J.W. Pepper, Sheriff. I can't stand him. I just, he ruins the good parts of the movie <laughs> for me. Number 21 for me. Okay. On The Man with the Golden Gun. All right. This is dead last for me. This oh, is the only Bond movie no. that I straight up do not like. If it is on TV, I will turn it off. I just do not like this film. Um, I, I, I will... All right. There's, there's a couple things I like. Christopher Lee and Knickknack, they're memorable. They're barely in it. 
but at least they're memorable. Um, there's some exotic locations that I that I quite like. Uh, I also agree with the thing. I like the Scaramanga's kind of horror house and the tilting ship set is cool. And the way that Scaramanga's gun, you know, it can get some like bits and bobs is kind of neat. But um, it's just, it's unfunny slapstick. Just run amok. It's everything, anything for a laugh. And, and like Athena said, our gentleman spy, he's a dick to everyone, even poor kids and wannabe lovers. He stuffs, you know, poor Goodnight into a closet has sex with Maude Adams and then in the morning he doesn't even really apologize he's just like you'll have your turn it's like oh my gosh um it's just this movie is just not suited to Roger Moore's strengths it just it, it, it does not use him correctly Roger Moore by his own admission is a lover and not a fighter and he's definitely not a slapper I mean this is 1974 and he's slapping information out of the woman it's like man in the 60s it's 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 really questionable man by 74 Oof, it's it does, just it does feel like this was written for Connery. Yes. If this was Connery, I think he could have maybe gotten away with it. Um because I don't know, Connery somehow had that kind of edge to him and Roger just it doesn't feel right. Well, even Roger hated that moment. It, it was a, it was something that yeah. didn't work for him. Yeah. But they were still feeling out what kind of bond he was he gonna was. be. Yeah, it's, it's just the whole film feels kind of cheap and tired and lazy and mean. And I think you could see this is the movie where Harry Saltzman and uh Bro- and Cubby Broccoli we're splitting up the producers of the movie, and I think you can kind of sense that everyone is kind of just barely there, just kind of getting a paycheck. Yeah, it was a rush. Yeah, and I and I and I feel like that it, all, all all those behind the scenes drama, I think, unfortunately, are very obvious with this movie. Yeah. And a ton of script revisions. Yeah. So of like Rita really? Masalis oh, in yeah. this movie was very yeah. quickly done. Sometimes yeah. it's the mistake of the number two movies. A lot of the number two movies suffered from being rushed. Yeah. And not being fully. Yeah. Yeah. Bob, what did you think? A man with golden gun. So I guess I'm going to get in Athena's camp on this one. <laughs> um, I mean, when I say that, I mean bucking the trend. Uh, I rate it number 15. Um, so look. That's 10 spots too high, though. Don't, under- <laughs> don't, un- don't misunderstand me. I know the film has faults, okay? I'm not at all saying this is like a great Mon movie. I'll say it. Weak title tune by Lulu. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Not the best. Not the best. Not the worst, but not the best. I do like John Barry's score. There's a lot of stuff. It's 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 a, it kind of grows on you. But every time I listen to, it, there's some great tracks where he's searching with the plane for Scaramanga in his mm-hmm. island. Yeah. Great bit of score right there. Uh, Roger Moore, yeah, um, they play him too harsh here. Yeah, him yeah. slapping the information. I agree, not his strength. Christopher Lee is fantastic as Scaramanga. Nick Nack is weird, but. He's memorable. Memorable. All right, yeah. I'll give him that. Although the the end fight with Nick Nack is a little yeah. It, it, uh, it, again, again, it's like fighting. Um, when he's fighting Green, it's like, gee, I wonder who's going to win this yeah. one. Yeah, the women in this are gorgeous. Uh, we have Maude Adams and Britt Eklund, uh, two lovely ladies. Although I have to say, uh, yes, uh, very good night, very badly written. Probably one of the most hapless, <laughs> bumbling secret agents ever. Just to just to say, oh, women can't be good secret agents. I I like um, when she gets stuck in the trunk. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> and I've got the Solex. <laughs> I mean, awesome. She's really but trying hard. She's trying, yeah. yeah. I, like, I like Goodnight. She's one of them. Okay, okay. But she is badly true. They, yeah, the closet scene. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. Terrible. Uh, the sumo wrestling part, don't need it. Um, <laughs> uh, there is a weird 70s kung fu borderline porn vibe in this movie. Because we almost get like a new chick swimming in the pool, and yeah. then we get like the kung fu, kung fu school, yeah, like, yeah. like it's totally shoehorned in. It says we're gonna have a kung fu scene. Because that's uh, well about kung fu in that. Uh, we were talking about this earlier, uh, John and Ryan. We were actually talking right before the podcast about how a lot of the Roger Moore movies are 
responses to a pop to some other yeah. popular movie like like Live and Let Die is Black Exportation, mm-hmm. and this movie is kind of a response to like Enter the Dragon, the kind yeah. of kung fu yeah, craze, the and then uh, Spy Who Loved Me is kind of similar to, to Jaws. It was a tie-in with Jaws, right? Mess. And then obviously Moonraker to Star, Star Wars, Wars, and and I think that, to me it doesn't seem random. To me, it's a it, it makes sense in the film. No, but, no, I, I get it in context of the day it was made. Sure, but it's weird in a Bond movie. Okay. Oh, and I like I like Scaramanga's car plane. Oh, and there is a cool <laughs> car flip jump that I think is pretty. Which impressive. is ruined by oh, a bell whistle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally not stunned. An amazing and a real stunt. But yeah. look, uh, you know, on the whole, despite its despite its issues, um, I generally do find it entertaining. I, I like the flow of it. Uh, I like the idea of a mano a mano. You know, the golden bullet and Bond has to go. You know, up again the duel with Scaramanga. Um, I love the dinner scene. When you know you they have dinner before, they have dinner before the, their duel, totally. Yeah. yeah, I dig that. Um, so there's there's all these other elements that tie it together enough that I kind of put it as a middling. That's Bond what's movie. missing in the new Bond movies: dinner scenes, dinner there scenes, and golf scenes. There you go. Back to and that. Belly and button bullets. Belly. <laughs> oh my god! Can I just say thank you for bringing that up? Yeah. The whole thing with him getting the golden bullet from the belly dancer and the oh, okay, fine. <laughs> I, as a kid, I did not understand how he really... I thought, well, he swallowed it. He's screwed. I had, I didn't understand that going to a pharmacy and basically, had to, yeah, you know, how Bond right. had to really get the bullet to you. Yeah. I didn't get that as a kid. I, oh. I, really, I don't think any of them. I, don't, hell out of me. I think I just got it now. Yeah, I think I just got it now. Well, okay. Here's pharmacy, right? No, no. Bob, Bob, you gotta understand. I don't like this movie, so I don't think about it. <laughs> oh, oh, but there is that great scene where he's just, uh, you know, speak now or forever, hold your peace with a gun. On the, I kind of like that. I, All right. I love that See, scene. See, the, 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 it just balances itself out. Yeah. So exactly nearly middle 15. There you go. There you okay, go. That's right. me. I'm done. Ryan. I ranked it 24. <laughs> all right. Yeah, high five. All right, all right. All right. Yeah. Uh, what I like about it is I love Christopher Lee. I think he is excellent. I think you were mentioning that I think the dinner sequence is great, that they're mano a mano, and he kind of talks about how they're polar, how they're the same but opposite. They're just coming in from opposite sides. I like the Golden Bullet storyline. I don't like the Solex storyline. I think the Solex stuff is is. I get it's the product of the time, yeah. so I understand that part of it. I, I, I think all of that's kind of weak. I love Maude Adams. I think she is gorgeous. I think she's great in this. Um, Brett Eklund, you have an agent turned bimbo. We, we mentioned this at one yeah. point, that apparently you put them in a bikini and they become idiots. <laughs> that and, is a common And problem. that seems to be a problem in Bond films. <laughs> So, uh, I, I like her at the beginning. The soul, I, when she's locked in the trunk, I do kind of love that. I've got, I've got an idea with me. We're all good. Well, actually, you're not. That is exactly you're flying in a flying want. car. Yeah. yeah. M is also so mean to Q in that sequence. And with the sequence where they're up, they're updating Bond and what's yeah. going on, he just yells at them. Everyone's the kind of dicks scene. to everyone. They're all mean to each other. Yeah. And I have a real problem that M somehow finds Scaramanga's number at the very end of the movie. How did he find his number on the boat? I'm wow. Not, I never not thought figured, about that. I have that. not figured that good, out. Good call. It yeah. drives good me call. nuts. Wow. You know he's, yeah, I finally tracked you down. Well, how did you find his number? He's got a tracker. Remember well, Casino Royale? He's got it in his arm. Okay. Yeah, I, I see that's the thing. I knew you were going to say that, John. Who cares? I don't know. It's just a line of dialogue. At that point, either you're with him or Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Right. Oh, it's God, I love this movie. Oh, but. How did he get the number? Yeah. Well, <laughs> 
no, no, no. I don't love it. It's, I'm more it's thinking of Yeah, right. well, who cares? He's, yeah. It's fun. It's more being Connery. Yeah. Like it's, it's more yeah. being Connery. Yeah. And I don't think he wants to be Connery. I no. think it was the way it was written. Yeah. And, you know, that's why he's fond of the next Bond film. So yeah. Much, because it's it's his turn to take over the role. Yeah, yeah. And that's... Yeah, we can get into that movie later. Yeah, probably, hopefully much later. Gun was Maybom coming back and writing after Mankiewicz did. Right. Yep. Well, yep. they did yep. rewrites of rewrites yeah. of rewrites. So, so it's it a is lot very much someone who's used to writing Bond yeah. in the in the Connery. Movie. Yeah, yeah they're still good point. Yeah. But um, uh, I ranked it sixteen. Uh, I'm very similar to Bob. Yeah. I, you know, there's nothing I dislike in the movie. Um, it's a fine Bond movie. I think Roger looks really good in the movie. I love the locations. Uh, I think locations mm-hmm. are terrific. Um, I think it's a little small scale, and that always bothered me. Uh, but I, some, some the things that, that you guys don't like, I like. I love Goodnight. I love their relationship. I love that Bond sort of picks on her the whole movie. She's trying to be a good agent, and Bond just sort of makes it hard on her. Um, and it cracks me up. I think Nick is uh, is great. I love that he's sort of a manipulator. He's and, mischievous. And there's, you know? a, there's a moment that it's like, wow, they never brought that back is when Bond is stalking Scaramanga and he comes upon Nick-Nack and Nick-Nack says, if you kill him, all this is mine. Mm. And he wants to show him. The idea mm. of the henchman yeah. sort of turning yeah. and yeah. helping Bond because I want you to kill him because then I take it. I kind of dig that. Yeah, okay. And okay. then his I little turn that. in the end. So I think he's a neat little little presence who comes okay. throughout the movie and, and always is kind of tripping up Bond. You kind of never know where he stands. He works well in that way. Um, I enjoy it. I enjoy it. Okay, cool. Well, it's 16. I enjoy it middle. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, I, I, I think my, my main bugaboo with this movie that I feel like uh, a lot of people like this movie. In fact, when we posted the James Bond Ultimate Bondathon on YouTube, you know, the number one comment I get is, man, because I think in that one too, we rated Man of the Golden pretty low. Maybe the lowest. I can't remember. Um, and a lot of people are like, that's my favorite. That's my favorite. That's my favorite. Yeah. I, think, I think this is one of those movies where nostalgia it, it makes a lot of people really like it. I just think, because, you know, it was done in 1974. I think a lot of people just nowadays, they're at a point where that might have been their first movie or one of the earlier ones. Nostalgia just carries it through. And my, my main issue is that every single thing in this movie, beyond maybe Nip, Nick Knack, because I agree, he's kind of a weird, unique ingredient, has just been done in other movies just better. The locations, the action, everything's just better in other movies to me. The car stunt is is phenomenal i mean it, it's ruined by a sound effect, that's my point that, everything that, yeah. for a laugh anything for a laugh ruined by, had it been the bond theme or something like that that is yeah it's one of the great stunts of the entire series yeah I think. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's got pepper in it and that's a problem but yeah. i i it's a I, I think it's a phenomenally gorgeous stunt if you if you watch it with the volume off yes all right yeah. <laughs> it's interesting you bring that up because when we did our bondathon you know uh my friend wally was a guy who did it and this is probably his personal favorite Bond movie. Yeah. Um, probably for similar reasons. I know that it was one of his early Bond That's films. That's what I'm saying. He loves Brudeklin to death. Yeah. And, um, yeah, he, he, he puts it on a pedestal. But, you know, even with the, the younger people we saw it with who hadn't seen it or only seen it once, they still all got a kick out of it when we watched it. Like, nobody was that harsh on it when we hmm. watched it. It's like, the, man, but man, the, the, it's so small scale in general. At yeah. the end, the bad guy's lair has, like, one dude working there. Yeah. And when it explodes, <laughs> it just looks like a model just collapsed. Yeah. I don't know. Well, like I said, my least favorite. But we can move on, I believe, to sure. number 21. Athena, <laughs> what was our 21st ranked movie? Number 21 is... The world is not. Oh no! I think this movie is not nearly as bad as a lot of people seem to give it credit for. I ranked it at number 13. 
Um, here's here's why. Again, all about the villains. I think the villains are fascinating and they have true pathos. Uh, as one of the, it's one of the sexiest movies of the series. It's it the beginning boat chase might be my all time favorite action sequence of the entire series. I love that sequence. Uh, Desmond Llewellyn's Q. I adore Desmond Llewellyn's Q. He gets. Kind of lucky they got this, but he has a really touching curtain call. I kind of choke up every time I see him descending into the ranks, in, in, into the uh, bottom of MI6. Um, and there's some welcome attempts at character and drama and story in this one. Um, it's not just a, you know, it wasn't just cranked out. However, there's some negative. The big, big fly in the soup in this one is Denise Richards. She's completely miscast as an annoying nuclear scientist. Uh, she was hired, I think, for two reasons alone. Both are somewhere above her navel and below her neck, I would say. And uh, with the exception of the boat chase, the action scenes, uh, like the ski chase or the really boring final fight on the submarine, they're filmed in a very workmanlike manner. The camera's never moving. It's very just like it's there. It, at least it's clear what's happening. I'll give it that. But it just lots of lockdown shots that would have been better with like moving cameras. Yeah. So I rank it number 13. Bob. Where do you put it? The world is not enough. It is Bob. not enough for Bob. Um, <laughs> I rank this 25. 25? Oh, wow. Okay, Bob. so that's a spread. That's I have oh. hated this movie. Look, um, you, as you say, lots of uh, lots of possible character development and depth. Possible. I like how you say possible. possible. The key word <laughs> in what you said was attempt. Attempt. Okay. It okay. never really succeeds for me. Okay. Um, Lots of nice ideas. It just goes off the rails. I will say I like the title tune by Garbage. Yeah. I think it's yeah. rather nifty. David Arnold turns in a pretty good score. He's starting to get in the techno thing, but he's, he's, he's balancing. And it. we should just mention, this is one of the few times where the title theme was interwoven well with the score. In, after, in the modern after day, Barry. Right, after yes. Barry, which, right. which very rarely actually happened in, yeah. in the modern era of Bond. I, and I appreciate how we hear the world is not enough theme throughout yes. the score, mm -hmm. cohesively written in like the Barry because scores. Because they yeah. let David Arnold actually have a hand in the title tune. <laughs> yes, hand. yes. Anyway, yep. um, I agree. Action scenes feel very languid and long and boring. Mm -hmm. uh, I include the boat chase. I okay. thought it, that whole opening is like two openings smashed mm -hmm. together. It's yeah. like... We have the bank, and then we have exposition, and then we have boat chase. Yep. And I always thought the boat chase was just too long and crazy, and the boat goes on land randomly at times. No, it's, like, it's rocket-powered. It's rocket-powered boat. What the hell are you talking about? It's rocket-powered. It's rocket-powered. Like. Rocket like I never yeah. understood that. I'm like, it's rocket-powered, dude. <laughs> it's Q. It's Q made his own boat. I Q was going to make that I thing go that. on you land. You want to know what? If a gondola can turn into a hovercraft, then show me his little fishing boat can do that, too. It did. Don't just, don't just put it on land and go, well, it's just... Rockets. Along. Dude, rockets. Come Dude, on. Cartoon. Cartoon. <laughs> um, let's see. So, yeah. Didn't care for any of that. Even the, And look, we get Bond skiing again. I love Bond skiing. Bond skiing is something I dig. Yeah. And we get Bond skiing with, with cool dudes and parachutes and on it's, snowmobiles. It's right out of a Man From U.N.C.L.E. episode. It's great and it's boring. Why is it boring? It yeah. shouldn't be boring. Um, the way it was filmed and edited. Fine. Yeah. I do like Hugh's uh, goodbye scene. Mm -hmm. John Cleese, though, didn't care for him. Mm. Um, what did you think about him in Die Another Day? Better, but yeah. still, I'm not crying tears that he didn't continue in the part. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so, yes, Denise Richards, awful. You said the same. Horrible puns, horrible dialogue, horrible performance. <laughs> not much to say about her beyond she looks nice, but then again, that can be said for a lot of Bond girls. Um, the ending pun is the worst groaner ever in the oh, entire series. Oh, Christmas comes well, twice a year? Well, yeah. Christmas only comes once a year. Oh, I, I don't Christmas even want to. Let's just not go there. Let's not go there. In, in, in theaters, I do remember that getting a groan. Yes. Oh, yes. I do too. I that An audible too. groan of, yes. uh, from um, the audience. We, we have a Bond 
billed as a villain, really the henchman, uh, Renard, who's told, hey, he can't feel pain. This should lead us to some rather interesting fight scenes. No! <laughs> it's the most pedestrian fight scene I ever saw with him in Bond. He, he barely seems, oh, it's it's just wasted. Instead, it's all about, oh, I'm emotionally numb or what? Oh, God, I hate it. And then... Um, Love it. Uh, <sighs> uh, but I will give it credit that this is essentially the first female, female Bond villain. Uh, I will say uh, Electra is potentially interesting. Um, <laughs> just a lot of potentially she is potentially interesting but I just feel like she was a wasted opportunity and she's a good actress um, mm-hmm. it's just oh god yeah and then the turnabout and then all the sort of illusions about the maternal thing with M and, and it just it's like it's like a souffle it's like a bon quiche that's undercooked <laughs> it just doesn't quite rise to the occasion and, and I just felt like it, so it ends up coming across rather melodramatic and kind of daytime soap opera instead of real drama to me. gotcha okay alright Ryan what are your thoughts on the world is not it, enough I ranked it 23 woof so you and I are pretty yes. close on this I'm, no friend, I'm not friends with you guys anymore. oh that's fine I'm glad I'm sitting on the <laughs> other side of the table uh, you know I, I, I like the bank opening sequence a lot yeah uh, and I, I, I think that could have been enough I, I agree. I think the opening sequence is way too long. Originally, it was Originally the was end. Then. Yeah, they added yeah. the boat chase. I, I think. Yeah. I think. Uh, but I really like him in that opening sequence. I think he's really strong in that. I, I think Brosnan is quite strong in. This yeah, movie. I'll give you that. Yeah. Um, I think he's. Uh, I think he's. He's comfortable. He's relaxed. Um, I like Zukovsky. I'm glad they brought him back. I think he's. I think he's nice. Yeah. I like Electra. I like Electra a lot. I love Electra. I find her stunningly beautiful. Yes. I have a real issue with the script in this movie. It's just I, I find the script all over the place. Convoluted. Yeah. There's a moment where Electra, he's figured something out about her, and he confronts her on it, and then she says this weird dialogue, like you, and and where he's literally told her you are the bad guy, and she somehow says something that is irrelevant to the to the story so you so i knew that your arm was wounded uh, you could see that in the funeral and it was odd because this was the moment where he knew she was the bad person and somehow she convinced him the other way i have a real it just doesn't make sense she's perfect in her manipulation uh, I, but i don't think she is if i <laughs> you can, don't like if i can figure it out then Bond's dumb. Right, right. You, you don't like that Bond is kind of played a fool. He's, he's behind the eight ball mm. a lot in this. Okay. I, I have a, uh, I loved the Q scene. Uh, I, I, as I said, I've, I've, I like M a lot in this, in this year. I don't like her in this. I, I, I think this is all kind of boring M stuff. Okay. Uh, I don't, her getting kidnapped is, uh, I, I, I don't need that. I don't like the ski sequence at all. Yeah. I think the ski sequence is absolutely boring. You understand why they're not going after Electra, but it seems odd in the moment that she's just kind of off to the side. We understand it later, and I get that. That's fine. And Denise Richards, I, I, boy, hmm. she is laughably awful. And she has these moments where she's explaining technical stuff. Oh, yeah. And you think, boy, anyone could have said this better than her. Yeah. Anyone could have. I, I yeah, just, okay. I, I, and I love the director. The director has, has made a, Phenomenal documentary series. It's over the so years. strange that they picked Michael Apted, though. Yeah, Man. I mean, his uh, arguably one of the greatest documentary directors of all time has done this huge series, and then he made this, and it was it's it's a really odd choice. It is yeah. an odd choice, but they've done that a couple of times. I yeah. mean, uh, you know, Sam Mendes is not not really the right guy for it either, but that's a different story. But um, and that tagline at the end, oh, the line "Christmas only." Yeah, I can't. 
I just can't. <laughs> I can't. Honestly, that one line, really. Right. Well, that's the reason it's 23. All right, John. Uh, number 24. Oh! And it could wow. be 25. Because so, my, my, my 25th, actually, I like better than, than The World Is Not Enough. But wow. I did these by yeah. my breakdown, and this landed at 24. Wow. I think it's because I gave the Bond girl, who I consider Sophie Marcel, as the Bond girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, hi, Mars. I think she's great. Great yeah. actress. I liked Electra. I liked a female bad, mm-hmm. uh, uh, bad guy. I like their confrontation in the end. I love the torture chair sequence. Tort- yeah, but by the way, yeah, this yeah. movie brings back Bond being tortured, brings which rare, which happens. Well, I like that. Everything yeah. that goes on in Maiden's Tower, I like. Yeah, every uh, every, every every book he gets tortured, and he barely ever gets tortured in the movies. Yeah, rarely ever. I like that there's an attempt to bring in some interesting locations. You know, the idea of Baku, uh, Azerbaijan, but they don't really do much with it. This looks like a bunch of hills with dirt. Yeah, <laughs> and but that's about it. Um, I agree with. What everyone else has said. I mean, there was an idea to do something deeper and more involved right. and more interesting and more layered, but it just doesn't work. Never gets there. I remember hearing there was going to be a skiing sequence in World of Design, and I'm like, it's mm-hmm. 1999, baby, and we're going to get a final <laughs> <of the> skiing <laughs> sequence that's going to top Fear Eyes Only, and it was terrible. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a bad um, And so disappointing in, in, in a lot of ways. But also, you guys all like Brosnan in it. I don't like Brosnan. Really? Why I not? I think it's a, he's hamming it up he's overdoing it he's tortured in every scene oh i'm looking at a picture of electra and let me emote uh, when he confronts okay. renard down in the down in I the think uh, it's reactor complicated internally but, like but, i don't know it's, it's, well, it's too much for you you see you see the gears of the actor yeah. working too hard it's I, I just he's trying to but when he confronts renard down in the in the uh um, yeah. you know the villain and bond, yeah he's trembling with rage i'm like take it easy bond it's just i think he <laughs> overdoes it throughout the movie it okay. becomes sort of a domestic thing there a goat okay. casino then we so it just things don't work for me but enough works for me that it bumped it up to 24 but is but no way by yeah no, no means a favorite of mine. Gotcha. Hard to watch. All right, Athena. <laughs> I uh, have World is Not Enough at number 13. Yeah, 13, buddies. 13. <laughs> All right. Um, there's a lot I like about this movie. Um, I do think Bond is great in this movie. He's seducing all the women. Uh, and <laughs> that's... Still not as many as Roger in View to a Kill, though. Just saying. Or Sean Connery in Thunderball. Or Sean Connery in Thunderball. Or from Russia. <laughs> or, or George in Majesties. But anyway. anyway. Shut up. Go on. Yeah, yeah. Um, I really like that Electric King is kind of our baddie in this, uh, in this movie. I think that, you know, she's just this strong, manipulative woman who knows what she wants. And, um... I, that worked really well for me. I like everything in Maiden's Tower. The torture chair is maybe I have maybe that just turns me on. I don't know. <laughs> um, the Q boat scene. I love the Q boat. It's just it's a good chase sequence with this Q boat. I mean, it goes on land. It goes anywhere. Yeah, it's powered by rockets. It's cool. It goes underwater. I'm. I love it. Stupid. Um. <laughs> I usually have a problem with M, with Judy Dench's M getting too involved in the stories. I don't have an issue with her in this movie that much. Um, so that's a positive. My negatives are definitely Christmas Jones is too dumb for her job. Like, how did she get this job? She obviously slept with somebody. Um, <laughs> the fight scene in the sub is too long. It's terrible. All of the the stunt sequences, I call them stunt sequences because sure. uh, they read as stunt shows. Mm. Uh, the caviar factory mm-hmm. it's just i'm watching a stunt show and i feel mm-hmm. that that yeah. is how it is with 
all of the action sequences in that movie. Um, like, I'm like watching a stunt show. It, it, like, like it feels, it, feel, it feels you're at like, like uh, the Water World, like stunt show you see at Universal. Yeah, like, like you're exactly. just kind of you hang back, like and a, you're watching. It, it looks like a set. That. It absolutely well looks like it's a set. Interesting, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Not a, not a place right. he was visiting. Yep. You're, yeah. you're very conscious that you're watching. St- actors and stunts Doing. and thing blows up here right. and then this thing happened that's and, brilliant yeah. i hadn't thought of that that's yeah. great that's, that's, that's really interesting point. yeah 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 um so yeah i mean those are i think my main uh points on likes and dislikes yeah um so obviously i think i think it's the first real bone of contention we've had here that's a pretty big split guys what is yep. that like like 10 or 11 different yeah. spots away between yeah. us two and you three but i don't it, think that we can I, I liked it when it came out much more than i do now. it's that, fallen huh. quite a bit so i loved it when it came out and i've it's fallen yeah yeah i watched that, that, it i watched happens. it recently and i i had a heart one of my favorite yeah. scenes in the movie is um is 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 the cubo part of the reason i love that sequence is is that shot where where there's this crazy chase happening on land and thing just gets it gets it's like a good bond chasing it gets more and more and more outrageous until you have the shot of just diners just calmly Eat eating their food and, and then boom it blasts through I it's love very, it it's very classic it's very Roger, Roger Moore, Moore. I, love I love that, that. stuff yeah, and, 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 I love that too yeah and, and to me except for the, some of the Christmas Jones stuff that I, I like I think it successfully unlike Die Another Day I think it kind of successfully balances those two of like the very fun stuff with the dramatic which yeah. is why I, I rank it relatively mm-hmm. high I do find a lot happens inside of the characters heads and I guess maybe I like watching that I mean the ski jacket sequence where you know, it kind of blows up around oh, them the and they're, yeah, I forget about you know, the that. avalanche and, and, and Bond yeah. and Electra are in there. I mean, she's she flipping out. out. She's yeah. having claustrophobia and, and, or whatever's yeah. going on. Like, and, and I think Bond, a lot is going on in their heads in this movie, even when Bond, you know, basically uh, kills her uh, yeah. at the end. I mean, there's a lot going on. There's and drama. I, 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 when he <clears throat> shoots her, I love that. I yeah. think that's great. Yeah. I think, that's, so I think that's a strong There's, Brosnan moment. There is drama, and unlike a lot of the movies, there is actual subtext to the scenes. The actors are actually given something to do, not just pressing buttons. I understand that maybe for some people it doesn't all work, but I appreciate the... The, the thought behind it, especially after Tomorrow Never Dies, which is just all action, action, action. I, I appreciate that even if it didn't all succeed, that they attempted to go in that right direction, make it more like a Fleming book and, yeah. you know, yeah. ground it more in drama and characters and character yeah. development. And that's, I think, why I put it up so high. When but, Electra says goodbye to Renard, that's yeah, is really, yeah. really cool. Yeah. It's like, oh, these so people weird. are warped. And yeah. so you realize, yeah, the main bad guy is not the great terrorist. I love it. He's yeah. completely manipulated Another by good her, twist. And he yeah. has been reduced to being essentially her tool. Yeah, and, and when he's kissing her, and he's like, "Am I?" You can tell he's like, he doesn't, he can't quite feel it. You know, it's it's interesting stuff. Yeah. Again, I say nice ideas. <laughs> just, I just don't follow art. It's the I uh, I never drank the Kool Aid. I hated it from day one. I, <laughs> I walked out of that movie on a date, trying to convince my date these Bond movies are really good. Oh. Oh well, I, now, I, we, I, know. I, now I, we know. Now we know. I Bob. So this is a, this is personal stuff. This getting is personal. In here. No, I watched. <laughs> I have forced myself to watch this film at least a dozen times. I have never. Mm, no, no, no. I walked out of the theater. I was so so happy, minus silly Christmas Jones. But can, so I, can I ask one thing here? Sure. Uh, it does feel to me though that there are 
parts of the plot that are a bit convoluted. Like when it starts and you have all this stuff about a bank and a kidnapping, then then there's this like illusion that M and, and the the guy who died that yeah. they might have been a couple, so Electra yeah. might be even like her daughter. No, 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 no. There was I a don't... weird illusion there. No, 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 no. No, no, no. There is. There is. They, they were like, close. They were close. They I'm were, not saying they were it's friends. actually, but it, there was a there's a parallel. Nah. Um. Also, I should mention if you read the Raymond Benson novelization, it clears up a lot of that beginning. Okay. It it uh, to me I think the plot actually works it makes sense. I just, it's one of the few. I, kind this of movie no, is I, just really sexy too. Yeah, it's a sexy really movie. It's a kinky, so. weird, yeah, sexy she movie. Got the ice scene. Yeah. I think Sophie Marceau is one of the most gorgeous. Yeah, she is. Yeah. She is. And she has and there. and and I want to make this uh, uh, this uh, this argument. There is actual chemistry between Bond and the Bond girl, yes. and and it's mm-hmm. weird because these movies sometimes that chemistry is there. And sometimes it isn't, and it makes all the difference. And it, it's strange because, like, um, um, I, I guess I'm jumping ahead of myself here, but Tomorrow Never Dies, Michelle Yeoh, terrific actor, a- actress. Uh, Pierce Brosnan, great actor, but there's just no chemistry. You don't see the fireworks. Uh, that's something I'm going to harp on, I think, later on in oh, some of the movies that work or don't. Yeah, But I think we can move on to our 20th spot. But we have a tie. Ah. So this is technically 20, 19 and 20. 19 and 20, okay. Okay. We've got Diamonds Are Forever. Okay. Forever, mm. All right. Forever mm. with okay. How Do I Live? How Do I Breathe? <laughs> Spectre. Spectre. Really? Okay. All right. Wow. You know what? They're kind of similar if you really think they about are, it. I've they're they're, they're very veteran agents. Yeah. Uh, the mo- Both movies are like way too long. Uh, Diamonds isn't that long. It feels like. <laughs> Which one are we going to talk about? First? So, so yeah, we'll, we'll talk about diamonds, diamonds are forever, forever first. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, since that is in the timeline of things, the earliest movie. Sure, Bob. Why don't you start with Diamonds Are Forever? Mm. Diamonds Are Forever. I rated number twenty. Uh, look, bang on. Uh, oh. Connery is looking old and passes prime, as does even the series in this movie for me. The Vegas setting feels sleazy, not glamorous. We have a death trap with Bond in a coffin. Thrilling stuff till he just gets saved. Right, Deus Ex Machina. Yeah, yep. real not a Bond moment for me. Okay. Um, it just feels very slow and un- uninspired. Even John Barry's score feels very laconic, oh, very Vegasy. Disagree. You know, it's just, it's, look, I don't hate it. It has grown on me, his score, but like, especially the Winton Kid theme. But to me, it doesn't have that rousing quality I want out of John Barry's score. But don't get me wrong. When I'm in the mood for Vegas Lounge Barry, it's great. <laughs> um, uh, Which is like every Monday. There is a, a fairly memorable title tune by Shirley Bassey. That will give it that. Jill St. John looks great, but falls under the uh, becomes an idiot in a bikini <laughs> problem. Because she's a diamond smuggler. She's supposed to be as hard as yeah. a diamond smuggler. She yeah. turns into an and she starts out so smart, too. Yeah. And like sassy. Yeah, and, sassy yeah. and everything. Uh, Charles Gray makes a very articulate but lightweight Blofeld. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Wint and Mr. Kid, creepy, but not exactly threatening. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not sure if they work or not. Um, yeah, and again, didn't get that at all as a kid. I think it took me my, I don't know, 10th time. Oh, is it they're gay? Yeah, they're gay. Well, I mean, I, I saw this movie when I was like six. I had no idea what that was. Yeah, I, it didn't, I wasn't clued in either. Um, <laughs> very strange, uh, semi-similar to uh, Quantum of Solace that technically, uh, although Bond does sleep with the Bond girl, there's only one Bond girl in the movie. As in, I know there's plenty of tool, but he doesn't actually close the deal. <laughs> you know, so he only has... He was interrupted, he, right? He, he just sleeps yeah. with Tiffany Case over and over and over again. And it's weird for a Connery film, because Connery's usually all over the place. Yeah. 
Just saying. Anyway. Um, Felix Leiter, to me, is very disappointing in this movie. Yeah. He belongs in a Hawaii Five-0 episode, not a Bond film. Um, this plays to me more as an interesting time capsule of Vegas of the 70s than a Bond movie. Okay. Um, uh, the end tanker action sequence seems to overstay its welcome. Never liked the fact it was sort of weird and nebulous whether he killed Blufeld or not with the submarine bashing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've always been sort of disappointed with this. Easily Connery's worst Bond movie. Okay. All right. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about Diamonds, and then, and then we'll go around and we'll go to uh, Spectre. So, Ryan, thoughts on Diamonds? I ranked it 15. Okay. I, 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 I kind of like the movie. I think it's a lot of fun. Uh, I think Connery's having fun in this. I think yeah. Connery, Connery is happy to be back. He was I, very well, well paid. Well, right, sure, yeah. He got well paid for a lot of things for this. So yeah. uh, I think it's a really easy to follow plot. I don't think there's a lot of really. Good, I, I, yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't have. A, I, I um, don't. I don't have a problem with that. I um, gotta disagree with you when we get to mine. Yeah, I, I like Tiffany at the beginning. I think yeah. I think she's I great yeah, right? at the beginning. I I think she's a lot of fun. Um, I love the song. I love the score. I know you said that. I think the opening sequence is is strong. Connery's kind of tougher in that sequence than he is in the rest of the yeah, film. Sure. So it's a little out of place, but I still I still like it. It's it's that weird connection to a film that he wasn't in. Hmm. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. So it's like yeah. we're gonna connect it, but we're not gonna connect it. Right. So it's it's a little out of place in that sense. It's like Quantum of Solace. <laughs> it, it is. It is. Um, I, why did Winton Kid bury him? I, I, I've never understood that. That's right. just an odd. Yeah. Choice. How was he going to die in that, that scene? There's nothing that makes sense. And uh, yeah, Blofeld's kind of boring. I, mm. I I don't find him. I find him. I find him fun to watch, but that's about the only thing. I, I don't. I don't find him menacing in yeah. the, in the slightest. And Winton Kid. I mean, I guess gay characters in movies. You know, there really weren't many back then. So although it's never really, it's only kind of implied. Is is. It's interesting, so. Okay. There you go. That's fine. John? Uh, I ranked it number nine. Oof. Nine? And it wow. could be that it was Oof. my first, so there you, you can never separate from that. But I really like Diamonds Are Forever. I think Connery is great in it. I uh, Even though he looks a little out of shape, he has that all prose grace, and he just walks mm-hmm. through this movie mm-hmm. with command. He's sexy. He's cool. I think he's much better in this than than even um, uh, you only live twice. John, can I just say that I and I think we're in agreement here. I don't think that we have a problem with James Bond being old. Yeah. I think we have a problem in in is he presented in a way that makes sense? And with View to a Kill, I think an old Bond just felt weird and out yeah. of place, and he doesn't fit with his MTV universe and these young girls. This movie didn't bother Jill St. John comes off, at least in the beginning, is very mature. Like, like I, I agree with you. He does look old, but it's... But it doesn't bother me. Yeah, it doesn't me. bother me either. In fact, he doesn't look old now watching it. Yeah, he's right. He's not that old. Right. He's a little out of shape, but he's more like Roger and Octopussy. Yeah. It's like he is in command. Yes. The yep. music, I think, is fantastic. Yes. I think it's haunting. I think it sweeps over the movie. I think yeah. the whole movie has a weird, otherworldly quality that the music gives it. Yeah. But also just the characters and the situations he gets into. I love Winton Kid. Okay. I love two odd henchmen that are mm-hmm. such sadists. They're just there for the fun of it. For the fun of killing. And they're going to do something a little kinky and odd. Scorpion every time. The scorpion, yeah, I like even that. Even putting Bond in the thing. Let's just come up with something really sadistic. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're great. They are sadistic. Um, and I love Tiffany Case. I think the, the initial scene where they meet, oh, she's so good. Dynamite. Um, the elevator fight is fantastic. 
Uh, I like Blofeld as a villain, and Charles Grey to me, I think, is a good Blofeld. I enjoy him. It's fun now, like you said. It's more of a, a time a capsule. Time capsule of yeah. Vegas. I think the Vegas sequences are maybe the weak point in the movie, but I still find it very easy and enjoyable yeah. to watch. Yeah, Athena. Uh, Diamonds Are Forever is number 24 for me. Really low. Wow, I I think that's the biggest split we've had so far. Nine and 24. Yeah. I mean, to me, it's like, okay, well, this is, you know, a big about Blofeld, and he's not menacing, and he's bland, so I'm agreeing with some comments. Blandfeld. Blandfeld, yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Wit and Kid are not witty, and they're just like kids bumbling about. Um, (laughs) But on the opposite side of that, I do like Bambi and Thumper, and I like them taunting uh, Bond. Oh, yeah, Bambi and Thumper also. I love that. So I like them, and I do uh, like Tiffany, even when she gets kind of dumb. Uh, I enjoy the car chase through Vegas and the silly moon buggy chase. I, it's the most ridiculous thing ever, and I like it. Q in Vegas trying to win, you know, he's just using yeah. his gadgets to win money. That's, uh, that's amusing to me. Yeah. So there you go. But I, it's it's bland, and I'm just like, why? Why? And and Bond kicks a cat, kind of, and that pisses me off. That's <laughs> true. I forgot about yeah, he that. kicks yeah, the cat. Oh, yeah, the, the, pi- the outside hanging off the uh, White House. I love that scene. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Yeah. He lands on a so toilet, which is a little odd. That. But that's... <laughs> the, the, the harpoon gun thing, yeah. That was yeah, that's yeah. good. Um, that. My thoughts on Diamonds Are Forever. Uh, it, the witty, hilarious dialogue. What'd the you dialogue. Get? What'd oh, you get? oh, I, I put this at 23rd. Oh. Don't I, I? But like I said, except for Man with the Golden Gun, I like all the movies. This is a perfectly watchable movie. I just watched it today, actually, in preparation for this. But yeah, it's just it's just boring, and it just feels like it goes on for about twenty minutes too long. Um, but the hilarious dialogue and the double entendres. So good, yeah. never better than this movie. Um, the John Barry score. This is John Barry getting back to his jazz roots. And is all the better for it. I love the score of this movie. It's one of his best. Uh, the Vegas backdrop, really neat. It is such a treat to see that Vegas and see how it really was. And, like, it looks so cool and so different. And it's kind of sleek, glossy, super big buildings. I just love seeing that. Charles Gray, easily the weakest Blofeld of all the Blofelds. And it's just unforgivable that he dresses as a woman. That bugs the hell out of me. Um, the Winton kid as an evil gay couple. Uh, it's got some kind of uncomfortable 70s homosexual stereotypes in there that's kind of uncomfortable like him going woo and he gets like right yeah. before he dies with the with the tails between oh, his God, legs I love that ending I, I, don't, uh, like I, don't, I don't mind it it's just it's I don't a product know. of its time it's okay fair enough but time. I'm just saying right now I watch it every time I'm like yeah. ooh um, the, the, the laughable effects sequences where they just superimpose an explosion over a helicopter oh, instead yeah. of actually yeah. blowing up a helicopter mm-hmm. or a model like they usually yeah. do they got really cheap and lazy with the effects in this one and the space effects look weird and yeah um and that stupid pink tie that dumb pink tie i'm sorry it bugs the hell of me each time and and i'm gonna disagree with you right i think the plot is so overly complicated the part in the middle about the diamonds and who has the diamonds there's the real money for the real diamonds and the and where's the real diamonds and why they where they put the diamonds in the guy in the body and it's just like what if you actually try to follow it it's impossible to follow right. it, it, it doesn't kill it i'm just saying i don't right. i don't look at this as a very simple to follow plot it's actually really overly complex what really kills it for me is how the last act just it's so boring and plotting on the oil sure. rig we're talking about boring action sequences there's no music through most of it which is weird it, it's just it's just we're watching i don't know just boring boring ending just kind of a boring movie 
but you get to see uh, a cassette tape in and out of Tiffany Case's bottom. See, That's I love okay. That. I love. The, I love. <laughs> that sounded weird. Cheek. The way that the way that you said that sounded was an interesting visual. <laughs> Bikini bottom. Right? Okay, there we go. Okay. Uh, and the, the diamonds going all over the place. I, 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 it is confusing. It's, it's really confusing. I love him in the coffin, though. I love Bob in the coffin. But it's a cheap. I'm with Bob. It's a cheap out. It's uh, unearned. It's one of the, up, up to the out. It's nice. it's great. You're that's like you're I mean. like you're that's, like the first yeah. time you watched it. Like, how the hell is he going to get out of this one? And right. the answer and was cheap. he just it's bailed out. Yeah. He doesn't yeah. he doesn't come up with his wits or his gadget yeah. or whatever to come out. He yeah. just is just cheated out. So, yep. meh. It's um, just, the film always seemed very uh, very dark to me. It like there's a lot of dark scenes in those casinos. There's that weird scene with the the ape woman. <laughs> Or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it was real. That really existed in yeah. Vegas. I'm sure oh, yeah. it did. Yeah. Wow. There were some it's, Diamonds also, uh, it's very much of a cubby, because this is when they split and yeah. they started uh, mm-hmm. doing uh, Cubby and Harry. This is a cubby movie? Do, this was a cubby movie. Okay. And it has a lot of cubby stuff in it. Cubby yeah. worked for Howard Hughes. Cubby was uh, worked in a mortuary. Okay. There's lots of stuff that he sort of brought in. So I've huh. only kind of felt the cubbiness of this movie. Interesting. Uh, the cubbiness. Yeah. 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 Oh, is it it feels like a cubby movie. Yeah. And also... Great Winton kid moments. Yeah. When they've killed Mrs. Whistler and she's being hauled out of the lot. <laughs> oh, you take her picture <laughs> for the kids. For the kids. Mrs. Whistler didn't want right. some photos for the children. That's it's like, right. Oh. I and, love then, that. and then they just pan over to Bond driving up to the house. Yeah. And that's like, boy, this is good. I, I, love, all right. I love all of that stuff. You know what? I think Amsterdam is gorgeous. So, stuff. by the way, um, has anyone at this point changed their minds on any rankings? No. Because I, I might end up moving Diamonds up. I, I think, John, you might have convinced me. I might I might move it up one spot. I'm going to put a big plus one question mark. Okay. But we'll see when we get to the, the movie I, I have right that. above it. We'll see. Okay. All right. Um, let's go to the other, our other number 20 slash 19 number. The Thai Diamonds Are Forever. Spectre. 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 Uh, Ryan, why don't you start? Uh, I ranked Spectre 21. Oof. Yeah, I, I have uh, I have a lot of problems with this movie. But uh, on the on the good side, I love the opening sequence. I think it's one of the best yeah. in, in the series. The Mexico sequence. Yeah, the Mexico yeah. sequence. I love the opening shot. It is it is all Bond. I think it's I think it's a phenomenal opening sequence. Craig is odd in this movie. There are moments where he he really looks like he's enjoying himself, and there's other moments where he looks completely bored, in my opinion. So it's sort of like all over the place. I don't know if he's having a good time. It doesn't really matter. But uh, I love Monica Bellucci in the movie. I would have liked a lot more of her. I think she's age-appropriate. I love the sequence he has with her right before they make love. I love all of that. I, I wanted a lot more of her. I hated the action sequences. Outside of the mm-hmm. opening, I think they're all awful. I think the car chase is gorgeous but boring. The problem with a lot of the sequences is there's no peril to Bond. Yeah, hmm. yeah, he's and never in real jeopardy. Yeah, there were there were when he's leaving the headquarters, they're shooting at him. That's the moment where you're a little nervous. Yeah. You're never nervous. Bond's gonna die. That's that's not gonna happen. But he gets in the car. Yeah, he's fine. It's it's a it's a boring boring sequence. He could have stopped the car. car yeah. And well, nothing would have happened. Was no, yeah, there was there was no, there was no peril. There's, there's not really a lot of peril in the movie up yeah. until the ending. The torture sequence, I think, is is eh. I I, I don't. I, I just didn't buy into it. And then all this stuff is done to him, and then he becomes an action hero when he gets out. Your 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 vision's going to be affected, and all this. And nope. He's shooting people from like yep. A, yep. ten yards away. I had a real problem with all oh, that. Okay. I thought that yeah. was I thought that was kind of uh, useless. I there are a lot of mistakes in the movie that is just silly mistakes yeah. like in, far, tar, the, in part of the writing. Like, Bond would have shot the camera yeah. when, when yes. he's meeting with um, Mr. White. Uh, Mr. White. 
uh, it, you know, I bring him back. Mr. White was fine. This 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 movie is a connection film, and I I I don't think it connects well. I think the movie is a forced film. What do you mean? Absolutely forced film. I you know connecting with Quantum and that everything and everything of Craig had to be shoehorned into this movie. Oh, mm-hmm. like retcon um, together. Yeah, or, yeah. And I, and, and I, I just I, I don't think the movie needed to do that. I think that um, Blofeld, I, the, the reveal we all knew, so that I, I find, and I, I find him not a particularly strong villain, and that's a shame because yeah. you know he could have been, he could have been great. Yeah. And I think the ending's boring. I, 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 yeah. I think all of that is, is sorry, I, I've gone on a little long, but um, Dude, it's a, it's a long yeah, movie. I, it, it, it's, <laughs> yeah. it is way too long mm-hmm. for me. It is way too long. I, I have a real problem with the movie. Okay, so. uh, John. Uh, I rate it twelve. Wow, um, pretty I, strong. I, yeah, I'm still settling. It's the latest movie, yeah. and you know, you're always very keyed up yeah, about yeah, the yeah. latest movie. I recognize all the flaws, but you know, I don't let those destroy it for me. Okay. I found that I've been watching it over and over and over on, <laughs> on, on Blu-ray, and I kind of want to turn to that more than Craig films that I like a lot better. Hmm. Uh, Maybe because, because it's the freshest, though? Because it's he's Bond. And it's sort of like for me watching Diamonds Are Forever or Thunderball. It's not a taxi movie. You're watching Bond be Bond in glamorous locations, one after another, okay. moving from place to place. I like all the ideas behind it. I don't think it, it holds together very well. Uh, I love the introduction of uh, of Blofeld at the Spectre meeting. I think. Yes, and it's, I like that. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How we went from yeah. that moment to the end. Yeah, he's right. Just giggly and raising his eyebrow. It's a shame. Two different characters. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a shame. Uh, but I still enjoy Daniel Craig in a big scale classic journeyman Bond movie. It's a big movie. So, uh, you know, I find Spectre very watchable and enjoyable. Okay. You know, twelve. Right. Athena. Interesting. Uh, Spectre was number 19 uh, for me. My biggest problem with the movie is that I don't believe the connection between Bond and uh, the main Bond girls. Madeline Swan. Swan. Yeah. I just don't yeah. see it. She's so serious through the whole thing. She never smiles. The chemistry that I was talking yeah, about earlier. Yeah, there's a lack there. of chemistry. Yeah. I feel like the main Bond girl should have been Monica Bellucci. And um, they had chemistry. And they definitely had chemistry. I like everything with, with her in it. Um... Blofeld being the adopted brother, it's just weird. It shouldn't have happened. Um, and worst song ever, it's Sam Smith having puberty problems. Uh, I disagree with that. Um, but yes, I have issues with James Bond being dumb, like not shooting the cameras out, um, and... Just not realizing a lot of stuff is going on. And, yeah, how is he all of a sudden Mr. Rambo coming out from being tortured? I like that torture scene, actually. And I like the cat a lot. Um, so that wins points. The fact that they brought the cat back. Yeah. Uh, I, I was excited that <laughs> Spectre was coming back, but I didn't like the delivery. Um, mm. I do like the silly moment in the Rome chase sequence uh, with the slow driver in front yeah, of Yeah, with the Fiat. Yeah, it's I love so that. So Roger Moore, yep. uh, and that's great. I wanted great. more of that. I would have liked more more Roger Moore-esque stuff. Yes. Um, I really like Q, and I like that he's in the movie mm-hmm. more. The um, His avoiding the bad guys coming down in the gondola, um, I enjoy a lot. Um, and him and Bond have great interactions. Yeah, that's uh, true. And I like the design of the new MI6. I thought the sequence at the end in the old MI6 is, again, Bond being dumb. It's just, it doesn't make sense, this whole <laughs> ending. <laughs> oh, 
And why is yeah, he, why awful. is he at the end walking off with this girl who he doesn't know anything right. about this girl? Yeah, um, uh, I rated this number twenty two, but but I think I'm going to knock it down to twenty three. Mm. I I originally had so interesting is tied. Originally, I had Diamonds Are Forever at number 23 and Spectre at 22. And after kind of listening to everybody and thinking about this, I think I got to flip them. I think that I got to I gotta rechange it so that uh, Diamonds Are Forever will be my 22nd and Spectre will be 23. As far as like Madeline Swan, it's not – you don't need to have chemistry with Bond and the Bond girl all the time. However – at this one, it gets to like another level of like I love you and like I'm gonna quit the service and yeah. be with you. Yeah. And, Never and, and, it. and 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 yeah. yeah, and and he does it a couple other times in like Majesties and Casino Royale, and it, I believe it because there's chemistry there. And man, there's just no chemistry. It's yeah. just not unearned at all. Um, what I do like, it's it's a gorgeous movie. It's kind of boring, but it's a gorgeous movie. Um, oh. Craig finally gets to be the veteran slick Bond. Yeah. We all know and love. Finally, he's yeah. just James Bond, and it's great. I like the scale. Uh, welcome to Return of the Old School Charms. Um, this is a thing. Craig is finally, finally pitted against the first formidable henchman we've mm-hmm. seen in ages. Mm-hmm. David uh, the Batista is barely in it, but great man, fight. he's great. And it's the, I can't remember before this, maybe Stamper, maybe in Tomorrow Never Dies, where, where Bond was actually pitted against a real imposing mm-hmm. You know, well, villain. his introduction in the Spectre meeting is so good. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, it's, great. it's so creepy yeah, and he's shivers. Henchman, yeah, one of the things that's especially really with Craig, right. who's like, you know, Mr. Bodybuilder, and they keep on, you know, putting up against all these, you know, very cookie-cutter, generic henchmen, and this one they find are like, we're going to make a henchman. I really appreciate that. Um, man, the negatives, though. Bloated runtime. Repeats too many of the themes we just saw in Skyfall about the agency trying to shut down a 00 section. It's the same thing. It's so boring. It's unforgivable to have Bond and Blofeld have a family connection. Um, the score, so weak sauce. It's a near track for track repeat of Skyfall. There's a lot of repeating mm-hmm. repetitiveness with Skyfall. Um, the wor- I think it's the worst title theme song ever. It's just, it's so boring. The lyrics make no sense for Bond. It was written by Sam Smith's own admission in like 20 minutes, and it just shows. Um, I think that's so disrespectful. Yeah, I do too. I mean, spend more than 20. You are, you are joining a fraternity, and the fact that I won an Academy Award still like blows me away. Um, Bond has some of the illest-fitting suits of the entire series. They are about three sizes, too Way small too tight. and Way too, too bunchy. And, and I know it's I'm being nitpicky. Don't like it. Ford it's like the look. Make yeah. suits for a certain type of body type, and Craig is not that body type. But, but, when, but in like Quantum of Solace, they fit great. So I don't know if they're just trying to push it too far or whatever, but it's like in a Bond movie, Bond should look great, and it, and I like I like what he's wearing and ideas, but but like the, the design of it's great, but they're just always way too small, way too bunchy, and like the whole film looks like it was shot through a filtered labeled urine. Just doesn't look that. It just doesn't like like where they're going is cool. The locations are great, but the cinematography is compared to Skyfall, just kind of seems muddy and yellow. Yeah, it's called film. <laughs> Zing! All right, um, excellent. That was awesome. Bob, what are your thoughts? Uh, I rated Spectre 17. Um, and I'm still in a bit of a tiz about it because, as you say, it's the latest one. And I pretty much agree with just about everything people have said. Um, lack of chemistry with the Bond girl, especially with the love you stuff, uh, the terrible shoehorn interconnection in the movies that really d- doesn't totally make sense and you know is added on later. Um, Blofeld is Bond's sort of adopted brother. Terrible. Um, 
Yeah, Blofeld in general being a waste of Christoph Waltz, who should have been awesome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Terrible title song. Uh, re rerun City of the uh, Score by Thomas Newman. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. I mean, it's got moments, but uh, this one does not add to a satisfying whole. It's just, um, it plays like a giant homage to the Roger Moore era, which in one way is cool. I'm all about that. But it does jar a little with what they've established with Craig. So some minutes you're getting kind of this sort of serious Craig stuff, and other minutes, as you say, you're getting the airbag it's, guy. It's kind of like Die Another Day, and the, yeah. the tone is a little tone is all very over. Yeah, yep. Um, but I mean, you you literally have like, okay, look, I, I like the opening helicopter scene too because that's like a total for your eyes only moment. I was like, wah! Yeah. And then we get a, an airplane <laughs> taxi thing, like live and let die, and then uh. you get like a ski thing, and then, uh, you get all these kind of Roger Mori moments. I'm like, that's kind of cool, but this is weird to see. But as you say, it's cool to see Craig in a straight-up Bond movie. Right. But it's like they didn't fully... They didn't make a good Bond movie. Yeah, they didn't, <laughs> they didn't streamline it, especially after, you know, such a... I mean, I, I know we're, we might be a little split on it, but I really like Skyfall, and I thought, oh, man, to have this be the follow-up is kind of... And hilarious. the same team. And the same team. Yeah. At bottom line, it just did not feel as thought out or as compelling as, as the last one. And the fact that they had so much time yeah. Yeah. to write it. Yeah. It's kind of... Like, like Quantum of Souls, I can kind of forgive it because they had no time. They had to just rush it together. Right. And, like, the actors are writing scenes. This movie, they had a great screenwriter. They, they had forever. They had, like, right. what is it, three or four years to make this one movie? And yet it still is just, it was, it still feels and was rushed. It felt like they regretted creating Quantum. And they're yeah. like, whoops, oh, we meant Spectre. That's, yeah. like, that's the thing. Yeah. Is this never felt like the Spectre that I've come to know. Yeah. It's yeah. a very different Spectre. They it's not the Spectre that I wanted. They also never Spectre means. Well, right. How, ah, they never do. That's what that in the, in it's the a boring, boring Spectre. How right. do you yeah. not say what it, that means? It, because it's not. It's not the same Spectre. That's mm. that's my problem with it. I, I also have a problem with the ski sequence. He almost kills her in that ski sequence. <laughs> yeah. He rams oh. into the back of that, that yeah. truck that she's sitting in yeah. that allegedly he's trying to save. Yeah. I... I it's just, it's just I, I really wanted at the beginning, I wanted the helicopter to land on the roof of the building that he was in and he was going to go back to her. That would have been like, a Roger I Moore wanted, moment. I, yeah. yeah, but I wanted that. That's a Bond moment yeah, still. Yeah, would have been good. And I, he doesn't do that. Sorry I, I, I was late. And yeah, sorry I was like, yeah, I think that would have been great. Of, well, you know, when, 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 one thing also, that. now I'm thinking about it, that bugs me is that I feel like uh, this Daniel Craig in this movie is, is totally driven by the mission and nothing else matters. And to me, that actually isn't what Bond is. Like, the fact that it's flat is just a disaster area, that is not Fleming's Bond. Fleming's Bond had everything in its right place, in the exact right order. He would hire a housekeeper, May, or whoever, to, like, do, right. it's, it's just there's weird things where they kind of get Bond right in some ways, but then in others, they're like, no, I think Bond yeah. would have stopped in, like, you know, right, right. stopped uh, for the uh, Mexican girl. Like, why right. not? You know? But no, this Bond is all about the mission. He's got to well, have a life. And he, and he doesn't have a life, and that's his right. arc. But right. it's a weird arc for Bond to have, because Bond is always about living life. You know what I mean? Like, he's well, not just... Well, apartment a... certainly wasn't, right? We get yeah. that sort of idea that he... But, but, yeah. see Bond's apartment. Well, yeah, but it's not right. It's not right. That is right. not how Bond's apartment should be. Right. He goes rogue again. This is another rogue Bond film. I, I, you know, there's a lot of it. And I think with the uh, debate where it's at, we are going to take a little pause, say uh, goodbye from all our guests here to say end of part one of this very long... James Bond podcast, and we'll be back very shortly with part two to wrap up our discussion and give you a final hour. Because one part is never enough. Exactly.